That was the cue. That was the cue to start, guys. That was cute. Come on, talk, please. There was uh, no cue. There was, was no it? cue. It was me. I went, oh. No, I didn't. didn't. Hear I didn't hear shit. I didn't hear shit. Well, I, I said, welcome to the Gap, everyone. Well, welcome to the Gap, folks. I'm welcome your host, to Matt, the Gap, everybody. Rex, and and uh, with me, I have my co-host, Shane, a.k.a. the bearded one. Shane, how do you explain talking in code that no one else apparently... <laughs> But you can't. This man speaking Enigma right now. I don't know. You know what? I've noticed because I like side eye Discord during calls and shit. And for some reason, like half the time at the beginning when I talk, it just doesn't catch the start. So it probably just didn't pick it up. Thanks, Discord. Thanks, Discord, for completely screwing up our beginning. Thanks, Discord. Quality application. I love this application. Um, please give us your money, Discord. With mm-hmm. me, I also have my co-host, Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing good. Uh, I mean, I'm not doing great. I had to go home <laughs> sick today, but I've, I, so I, I have been better, but, you know, in a genuine sense, I have been good. And I have a little trick for you guys today. Both of you, Matt and Shane. Oh? What's we the all trick? know it's, the trick is this. It's sports month. So I want you two to brainstorm one team from each of the five major sports. Can you do that for me? Detroit uh, Lions, you, Chicago okay, that's Bulls. That's ba- basketball. Okay. Um, um. Matt, you can help me. All right. All right. Oh, fuck it. Um, okay, we have Lions, we got Bulls. Uh, let's go with uh, Maple Leafs for hockey. That's it. That's Correct. what I was trying to think of. All right. You have two more sports? There are two more sports. So we have baseball, we got basketball, we got... Um, you didn't get baseball, you got football. Oh, we got Lions. Oh, said Lions. And then, okay, then for baseball, Blue Jays. That's four. That's four. And then can you name me any football team? English football. English so like soccer. soccer team? Yeah, soccer team. Oh, do, name countries, soccer. do countries count? Entire countries No. Count. No. You, you Name me a team. Bro, I've of never Man- known soccer Manchester. teams for anything other than their countries. There you go. There you go. Manchester. That's the only one I know. Uh, I would have also accepted Manchester United, Manchester City, Leicester, Tottenham, uh, Real Madrid. Uh, you can even say Toronto Football Club. If you wanted to, I already so, hate hi. this episode. So let's get. On. I'm the. Let's get I'm the sports guy, and I'm Why drinking. Why did you have us refresh- do this? Is the question because it's sports month, and I'm the only sports man. Because Spencer so I wanted to see how much shit. sports. Spencer thinks of shit that no one else ever thinks of, because yeah. he thinks it's clever. Uh, no, I just think it's stupid, and I'm stupid, and I want more people to be stupid well, I with was, me. I was trying to be nice, okay. So speaking of, speaking of, speaking of stupid, the gap. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Welcome to welcome, welcome to, the, to gap. the most welcome to the gap. Welcome we have to a, it. We have a wonderful episode planned for you all today. Uh, we have some simulcast talk about some simul pubs, as well as some news and our feature anime of the podcast, which is Haikyuu season two. I can't wait to talk about it because I have been dying to talk about it 
for like a week. So let's uh, so let's just jump right into this with our simulcast discussion. The season has started. It's very mid. Uh, it's extremely mid. Uh, I think in terms of seasons that we've covered here on The Gap, this might be one of the most mediocre seasons we've ever done. Yeah, kind uh, of unique. This, the very the mid. Ultimate, the ultimate 5 out of 10 season. Just basic standard shit across the board. There's nothing. There's very little here. Um, there's not... There's not nothing. There's definitely some standouts and some definitely good. There's some good stuff here, but most of it is either seek. Most of it is sequels. Um, uh, so let's get the obvious out of the way. Who here has seen Dragon Mater? Who here has seen Dragon Maid? <laughs> Dragon um, Mater. I haven't seen it, but I've seen clips of it, and mm, ooh. Um, I can assure. I can assure everyone here, as someone who's seen the first... I've only seen the first episode of it. But I can assure you that if you liked the first season, you'd love this. Because this is basically more of that, and it's just as great. It's uh, exactly what I wanted, and that's all it had to be. <laughs> it's pretty much that. And it's and it's as good as you expect it to be. Um, um, in, in Which, it, no, you got a bunch of cute dragon girls. Um, lots of Lots of shenanigans. You know, the good stuff. Uh, a particularly dope fight scene. Yeah, there's fight scenes now. There's a fight scene. And you love to see it. You love to see it. The thing, um, even though I haven't seen the... Uh, even though I haven't seen it in full yet, I've seen clips of it. And the thing that impresses me the most is that, man, KyoAni really came back hard after that fire. Like, this is the first show they've done since the whole arson incident. And you can barely tell that anything's changed. Like, it is yeah. impeccable. Yeah, it looks a fantastic, and they did a fantastic job here. Equally as good is Slime season, uh, the rest of Slime Season 2, which picks up where the last one left off. Um, so I won't get into spoilers here for those who haven't seen it. Um, but uh, it's it's good stuff. Uh, it's good stuff. Honestly, all the good stuff is sequels, but there's a lot of there's a couple of original stuff that do stand out. Spencer, any of the original stuff stood out to you? Did any of the original shows stand out to you this season? Uh a couple, a couple. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to start off with something that is an absolute mood that Matt and me have agreed on is a vibe, and it is Life Lessons with Udamichi Onisan. Yep. Um, uh, Udamichi Onisan. Uh, I, I love this. I love this. This show is genuinely hilarious. Like, so you have some of the best comedy voice actors in the business you have the guy who does um gintoki you have the character or uh, the guy who does um fucking uh saiki kusuo and another uh oh and nozaki-kun from monthly girls nozaki-kun and you have mamoru miyano playing a a late 20s like 28 year old man with the humor of a 13-year-old boy who laughs at anything that re that re resembles the word dick or penis and he has a dirty <laughs> mind Shane. <laughs> yeah Shane basically Shane if Shane was an attractive Japanese man but I am um, what are you talking about shit. what are you talking <laughs> I knew it um but the whole show is just a mood about how once you get old and you're forced to like put on a smile whether it be at retail or at work, or in his case, 
on a shitty, low-budget, public-access kids' TV show, um, sometimes that smile cracks a little bit, and you start to tell kids that their dreams are worthless, and once they get into the real world, all their hopes and, and, and love and laughter will be crushed by society. You know what? You gotta beat it into them young, so kudos. I respect this, that. Yeah, this show is very funny. And it's I this show is very funny. One of the funniest of the year, actually. Um I really enjoy it quite a bit. Uh it's it's like it's the kind of example it's a show that's like one joke, but it's a very funny joke, so it's okay. Exactly. Like and the the animation it it won't be winning any awards. It, does as, it reminds as, as me a as... lot in terms of humor. If you liked Grand Blue, you'll like this. Um, yeah. Grand Blue, like, you say? <laughs> yeah. It's very much that style of humor that, like... So combustible water. Combustible water. Combustible like, water kind of humor. Yeah. There, like, like, there, like, there's a joke that one of the, the parts of the show is... They have to draw something. So our main character and the female singer Onesan um, draws their friends, and she draws like this really nice picture. And he and Urimichi Onesan draws what I can only describe as like a bird carrying a loaf of bread, <laughs> and it's one of the dumbest jokes that made me laugh in a long time. It's. It's a really mm. funny show. Shane, uh, if you, so... Shane, if you like dumb humor, this is going to be your comedy of the year. I'm just saying. <laughs> You'll love, you'd love this. I already, I'm already imagining the bird with a loaf of bread and I'm fucking dying inside. Dude, it, and it's not like a, like a realistic bird. It looks like a horribly drawn fucking... It has like the bird nose, but a human eye. And it has a weird like, <sighs> like, like loaf of bread shaped head. <laughs> It is just carrying a loaf. Of it's the okay. funniest thing. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with you here. Part of the reason why I'm laughing at this, most mostly the reason why I'm laughing at this, is because all I can think of now is the pilot was a loaf of bread. <laughs> the, the fucking joke I said. For those with con context to the people listening, because I doubt they have context to this. Uh, I told Shane a joke like four, ye four, it was five four years, years ago. ago <laughs> four years ago, which. The joke, the the joke goes something like this: Why is the plane crashing? Yeah, because boy. the joke, because the lo because the pile was a loaf of bread, <laughs> and Shane lost his shit. Oh, I still lose never, my shit, and has never oh, ever gotten over it. I will never financially that's... recover from this. But like, I feel like you, Shane, as a man in his late twenties. Mid to mid twenties, thank you. Mid 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 twenties. Sorry, I, I don't mean to make you feel old. old. You're not that old. Um, I mean, my but... hip hurts today, but don't draw attention to it. I didn't. You did. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> but no. Onimichi Onisan is definitely a show you should check out. Um, another one that I want to talk to is uh, Vanitas no Carte. Or the case study of Vanitas. Oh yeah, the this is one of the ones that show. I will probably yeah. watch at some point. Maybe before we move on to Vanitas, I want to bring up the fact that Onisan is directed and written by the team behind Happy Sugar Life, which is fucking hilarious. To oh me. fucking Christ! Okay, oh yeah, it's the same people. No, it's the same writer, same director, and same animation staff, which is Jesus so Christ. funny to me. Um, but yeah. Uh 
Can you name a bigger 180 in Can you name the, the range on this team? I think the um, only one I can the only one I can compare it to the one off the top of my head is going from fucking Death Note to Bakuman. <laughs> yeah, that's like the same cal- same energy, honestly. The same. Okay, but uh, uh, Vanitas is fucking awesome. Uh, it is and amazing. Right now, it's my favorite of the season, actually. Vanitas. Uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, I don't know, Matt. Are you caught up? Have you seen the third episode? I am caught up, and I'm about to say something that might be slander to some of y'all here. I might agree with you. This is better Bungo. Uh, This is the this is better Bungo. Uh, And just because it it shares a lot of the same voice cast, okay? A lot of the same voice cast. A lot of the same people working on it. It's the same. I and it's got it's got the. Bone, it's got that fucking bones money, so it has like an infinite amount of cash poured into Listen, it. Listen, I w- I love Bungo, okay, but <laughs> if if we're talking from an anime perspective, because I've read the manga for for Bungo and it's incredible, Vanitas has a lot more going for it than Bungo does. However, I will also say that there's some things that Vanitas does that I think Bongo does better. But, um, do you like steampunk post-Napoleonic France mixed with vampires? All you needed to say was steampunk and vampires. That's basically what a lot of people, but I also like its take on <clears throat> the uh, post-Napoleonic kind of late 19th century Paris aesthetic it's really nice. Uh, Tanjiro gets to play a, a sleaze ball, and that's really funny. To, to perfect once you realize that that the Vanitas is Tanjiro, um, it's the funniest thing to me. Um, the fight choreography is incredible, but that's bones. Bones, yeah. Um, the animation is gorgeous to look at, but that's bones. bones. <laughs> Yeah, it's supremely well directed, and of yep. course, I think the biggest one is a Yuki Kajura score, fucking owns, and it's incredible. Uh, it's it's really unfair that Yuki Kajura exists because she just between her and Shido Sagisu, like I don't know who to vote for nowadays. Like both but, of them. Yeah, they're just it's just it's just fantastic. It's fantastic. Vanitas is my favorite of the season so far. It's my favorite non sequel of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now. another one is uh, Kageki Shoujo. Kageki um, Shoujo is very, Shoujo. very good. Oh, I re- I recognize this. This, this one's the, very good. I will this like is this good. I'm not a fan of the way it's kind of been going. Mostly because, especially after today's episode, the or not today's episode, but the most recent episode, it kind of gets into, like, misery porn levels. Oh, that's what just, you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's just the the secondary female lead, or primary female lead, depending on what you're going, it's kind of it's, an ensemble cast. Uh, uh, she's the not. secondary female lead, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure, because... Sarasa is just she's too the second. She's the second mentioned in the synopsis. I she's the secondary lead. She's not the main. Okay, lead, though. But uh, I is her name. I Narata. She was. She's an ex uh, idol who, after some choice words to a fan, uh, was forced to graduate and is going to this popular opera school. But for the most part, her life is just 
shitty things happening to her for no other reason than just shitty things happening to her. I love to see it. Which I'm I'm never a big fan of because that's just that's just having a, a character suffer for no discernible reason. And you can argue that it's because of her mother being an actress, um, and that caused some of the stuff that what she went through. Maybe that is possible, of course. But for a lot of the show, her character is literally just "I hate men. Men are bad." Um, also, everybody's bad. Also, I had a bad life, so that means that I get to be shitty to people. And it's very which which this. Uh, which you might not be used to it because this is very much an old school '80s shojo, uh, which I don't know how much experience you have with. I um, don't have. I'm all of them are like this. <laughs> okay, so I, I would not like the '80s style then. I mean, you know, he... Rose of Versailles, that kind of stuff, which mm -hmm. which I am much more tolerant enough because I love Rose of Versailles. I love that stuff, and Kogeki shojo is fantastic. Okay. Keep, keep mine. I've I've shit on it up until now. However, the show is moving in a direction that is more female oriented, like Revue, which is kind of funny. But it's not Revue. I want to make that very clear. This is not Revue Starlight. No, this is. I want to bring, bring attention to that. <laughs> I want to bring attention to that statement because that makes no fucking sense to me. Female oriented Revue when you know Revue was an all female cast. Yes. Yes, but you, Explain. you know what I mean. Okay, <laughs> what, 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 what I mean is that Revue takes place at a all-girls school and is like, what? meanwhile, Kogeki Shoujo just takes place at like a big opera school that has male and female characters. So while Revue Starlight was kind of forced to focus on the females, this is also focusing on the females, even though they did not and, have to. And also Revue Listen, Starlight was uh, and also Revue Starlight was aimed at men. This is aimed at women, so. This, oh yeah, 100% this is aimed at women. But, I will say that this is an incredibly well-made show that is that really picks apart the entertainment in in industry, and it's not just picking apart the entertainment industry in Japan, which is which has its own host of problems. There's a lot of issues that it deals with about entertainment industry in general. About like it like <sighs> I don't want to say uh, a part that happens in episode three because Matt hasn't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm not going to mention it outright, but there is a moment where a professor or an instructor shames a female for something that is out of her control and everybody just accepts it tells that that lady that she should just be better and just fix it and the only character that gives a shit is our main character sarasa watanabe who is the most pure innocent ball of sunshine and i love her so much she's like on from persona if she was more bubbly so uh, somehow somehow and it she's just she's just great i just love her also if you like tall girls this is the uh tall girl supremacy show so uh if you have a thing for tall girls 
you're gonna love this show. Interesting. Yeah, it, tall girl supremacy. I love. I'm a really big fan of this show so far, and I'm a big fan of Pine Jam as well because they did Gamers and Gluttonia from a couple years ago. Um, yes. Yeah. And so the animate the animation here is quite good, and I'm a, so uh, so far. It's I'm really a big fan. soft. Is, like the art style's really soft. It's not really soft. Not very harsh. Yeah, I like it. I like it quite. A, I like it quite a bit. Other than that, though, the only other one I could think of that's a big, that's really good is Sonny Boy. Sonny uh, Boy. I actually Sonny haven't Boy. watched the first episode, even though I know it's on YouTube and I can just uh, watch it. I will say, Sonny Boy. It is more. It one again. This is a. This is another Boogie Pop situation. This is super artsy, and. Um, I can totally see a lot of people hearing Shingo Natsume again and going, oh, One Punch! It's not One Punch. It's not uh, One Punch, is, dude, bro. No, no, no. it is not. Sunny Boy's great, though. Uh, it's, it, it's fantastic. Surprisingly grim, shockingly so. Um, be prepped for, be, you know, be prepped for something that is not a happy watch. Um, I mean, Boogie, Boogie I saw Pop trained me for anything. Boogie it's a uh, death game. Even, maybe more so than Boogie Pop. Like, Sunny Boy has this aura of just kind of like... This is this is depressing. Uh, just the entire time. It reminds me a lot of Lord of the Flies in terms of its tone. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what they were going. That's what he was going for. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very good though. Here is one thing I want to say about specifically the studio behind it, Madhouse. Madhouse justifiably gets a lot of flack, especially during the the mid to late 2000s, 2010s era, where it just ha- it was doing what MAPPA's doing now. Um, ironic, because MAPPA is a bunch of Madhouse people. Um, but one thing I will always give Madhouse is that when it comes to their originals a- anime, they give these people full creative control to do whatever they want. Yep. And it's really nice to see a studio that gets a new idea or an idea that isn't really, you know, tied to anything and goes, just go nuts. Just do what you want. Because Madhouse makes enough money. If this for some reason ends up being a massive failure, which I'm positive it won't, they're going to recoup it anyways. All right. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything in particular you want to talk about, Spencer? Uh, yeah, because I'm watching a bit more, like, sequels and stuff like that. But, uh, but real quick, I want to touch on Love Live. It's not... It's oh, Love yeah. Live... <laughs> Oh yes, there's a Love Live show airing. Honestly, guys, watch this. <laughs> Do I you have, don't have seen the other no, ones to get no, this? No, this is no, this is this is the first time I can say this is completely separate. This is its own thing. You can go into this show knowing absolutely zero about Love Live. About sorry, Love Live is the actual name for it, but I don't give a shit. Love Live sounds stupid, and if you pronounce it that way, you're stupid. Um, it's like Data Live. N- like, I know it's Data it's like Live, da- but that sounds fucking yeah. dumb. Exactly. So, no, straight up, this is a show you can go in completely blind, and you will enjoy it. If you liked, um, if you liked uh, Zombieland Saga, and thought, what if this was not zombies and had incredibly better CG including some background detail and animation that rivals Studio Ghibli. Uh, I say, go for it. Watch Superstar. It's it, it's well worth your time. Um, 
Uh, let's see. I'm watching the second season of my uh, my life as a villainess. All routes lead to doom. Otherwise yeah. known as gay. Yeah, gay, gay and straight. Uh, oh, this season oh yeah, she's is a bi queen. Our bi queen. She she's a bi queen. Both men and women love her. Um, and the answer is not as gay as the first season. However, pretty fucking gay. Mostly because Katarina Kleiss is an absolute dumb idiot who, in the newest episode, has been kidnapped. But. The first thing she asks is, "Oh, you're not my maid. Can you get me some, uh, some, some, some sweets in a romance novel?" Yo, can you get me some and orange juice, please? Dude, dude, straight up, she forgets that she that she's been kidnapped until the girl that's holding her there captive says, "Hey, I'm sorry for kidnapping you," and she's just like, "Oh, I forgot I was kidnapped," but I can't, I can't let her know that I forgot that I was kidnapped, or else that would be mean to her who kidnap who went through the trouble of kidnapping me. So I'm going to pretend that I'm, you know, a bit shaken up. And then it cuts to the other girl who's like, God, she's probably so shaken up about being kidnapped. And then it cuts inside of Katarina's head where the five smaller Katarinas that have different parts of her personality are just like, God, we're go our mother's going to leave us because our brother's so much better. What are we going to do with our life? Oh, God, we're going to die. And then it cuts back to Katarina, who's just like, some great Kate. Love it. It's it, it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, there's a couple of shows that are pretty mid. I will say that... Every isekai this season's a big mid. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, Drugstore from Another World is the perfect 5 out of 10. Sounds it is the most God. middling... Not it could have it could have been something interesting. It could like have been isekai, something interesting. An yeah. isekai that doesn't focus on like power fantasies or like or like big world ending stakes. It's just like it's an it's an isekai that instead focuses on just standard everyday stuff in a fantasy world. That sounds cool, but it just puts you right in the middle of it, and it's boring as sin. So exactly, it's boring, and it starts at like the midpoint. I would say if if you want something like that that's infinitely better, watch uh, I, even Bookworm is a is different. I would say uh, watch. Um, I've been killing slimes for three hundred years. Because that's a, <laughs> I've been killing slimes for three hundred years. Yeah, that one. I've heard that level. one's a lot better. So it's really good. It's genuinely heartwarming and also really gay. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna say it because I know this show technically came out last season, but I'm just watching it this season. And it kind of came out at the end of last season, so I'm gonna talk about Godzilla Singular Point. Um, I've seen I've seen a couple episodes of this. Uh, this show I, rules. This I'm up to episode six. Uh, this show is incredible. This what a perfect love letter to all eras of Godzilla. From the music to the storytelling to the the really obscure like kaiju lore that's in some of the uh, some of the scenes. Also, this anime is smart, like very smart, like theoretical physics slash cryptozoology smart. You love to see it. So inaccessible when... for like ninety percent of anime watchers. <laughs> that's what happens when the writer has a PhD in, in fucking um. Astrophysics. 
Astrophysics, yeah. The writer, who is also a fucking author as well, he's a very popular science fiction author, also has his PhD in astrophysics. So this show is very scientific. And it's good, and I enjoy it. Uh, D-Side, which is an animation for a smartphone game that hasn't come out yet. I have heard uh, you guys credit- talking about this in the Discord. I have no idea what the fuck this is. It is the show that has some of the best CG animation it's you will really ever good. see. It's really good. It's a shame that everything else about it is dog shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, know, okay, it's dog like, shit. It's really impressive how most anime productions that use CG is the opposite, where everything's good but the CG. How, You know what? I'm impressed, okay? <laughs> I'm very impressed. When you have Dude, CG you animation that is genuinely some of the best I've ever seen that isn't from Orange, and yet the storytelling is so abysmal. <laughs> it's just... What you... Don't worry, Matt. Just play the smartphone game. That will probably never get released here. <laughs> of course not. Like, and which continues my... my uh, incessant rambling about how anything that is blank, the animation is not going to be good. It's no, no. If as soon as no. you see that little V animation, ninety percent, like mm-hmm. sure, it, it won't be bad. It, it uh, will be. I will talk about two more things. One, uh, I'm going to talk about Remain for a second, which is the Mappa water polo show that lied to you. Um. It's a Spencer's right. Gonna, Spencer's gonna write a fucking BuzzFeed article that's gonna have a click clickbait thumbnail about reading. It, it's gonna have like a red circle and an arrow pointing to it with like a confused like face that I make in Photoshop in Ten seconds. reasons I, why Remain lied to you. Number two you. will and, shock you. <laughs> and it's gonna have like a picture of me with like my mouth with my hand over my mouth and like looking shocked. Yeah, you're gonna have like the big bulging eyes. Yeah. Mm. Whoa! Yeah, um... It's good. It's... It, it, it's not epic sports anime yet, but it's getting there, and water polo's pretty interesting. I've heard that sport. it meanders quite a bit. It meanders yes. a bit. Uh, it's not the best example of its, uh, of its genre, but if you like, if you like uh, sports anime with the cute anime boys, it's got that. So. You will have a favorite almost immediately. Can I fantasize uh, about them fucking? No. They, they are, are in, underage. Same. They are okay, like first year, second year high school, dude. Fair They're enough. Like have a nice day. Do not call the cops on me. <laughs> I promise underage. you I will not. And the second one that I'm going to talk about is Getter Robo Arc. I did not watch this. <laughs> the only reason I... I know this show exists is because it's the one, the singular seasonal pickup from Sentai. So it's the only show High Dive has this season, and it's fucking Getter Robo Arc. What the fuck is this show, sh- Spencer? Which is oh. a show that I am not watching because I've never seen. I don't know anything about Getter Robo. Like I know. I will tell you. Thing. Neither do I. But when I heard that Jam Project was doing the OP, that's literally the only reason I watched it. Literally the only hook. <laughs> was, hey, I like Jam Project. They did, you know, really good shit. Okay, Yo, I like I that I one this. punch OP. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fucking radical, dude. It's baller as shit. However, this is a fucking sequel. 
And it, it did not it explain has, like. Oh no! It explains it, but it goes. Oh, by the way, your your father was the main character of the original Get a Robo, and your brother was the secondary main character of the original Get a Robo, and your your father was one of the 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 bad guys turned good guys. That was one of the three main characters of the original Get a Robo, and you're all their children, and we need you to pilot these robots. And you're fighting off against these robot insectoid characters called Insectors. And it's incredible. However, the art style might turn people off because this is the most 90, late 70s, early 80s looking art style from today I've seen in a while. The only, like, the only shot of the show I've seen was man with big eyes, like huge fucking eyes. You're going to have to narrow it down. That's the entire cast. <laughs> they all have huge eyes and like really big swoop ears. Uh, and it's radical. If you want some rad robot shit and you haven't f- and you finished Back Arrow and you finished Dinazanon, uh, you can always watch this show. And you oh, have a high oh. dive account and you're interested in seeing what their uh, singular seasonal pickup is, check out Get a Roboark. Get a Robo. Oh, yeah. And I watched the first episode of uh, Dorm Mother of Goddesses Dormitory, and I'm probably on an, an FBI oh. watch list. Uh, <laughs> don't watch that. It's genuinely disgusting, and it is genuinely a crime. And I, I, let both of you, I want to let both of you know that, once again, my uh, incessant curiosity has gotten the worst of me, and I am less of a man because of it your morbid curiosity eventually will lead to us finding you dead in the ditch i swear this is spencer's joker arc this is my joker arc where (laughs) at the end of your awards it's just going to be like what's your least favorite character it's going to be like the entire female cast of four shows i've seen this season (laughs) it's like i can pick dude do you want me to take osamake do you want me to take the fucking dorm mother show which I'm going to say I will not be watching episode two. I genuinely don't want to. I felt uncomfortable. This is what we call character development. I felt uncomfortable. However, if a second season comes out for redo of healer, I'm obligated to watch it. So, you know, Spencer, no, you're not. (laughs) He finished the first season. So he's going to watch the second season because I must. Spencer, if I find you dead in the ditch, I will not feel sorry for you. All right. I I think that's it. I think we're good to move on. Let's talk about some simul pubs with manga. Um, Shane, have you read One Piece? I have. Th- this episode is interesting, by the way, because we're recording this Sunday night, the day before it goes live, Which because means of that various One Piece circumstances. Just came out, and I need so to update. New my chapters came Twitter. out today, and we're actually talking about like fresh shit. Um, so Yamato, <laughs> Yamato is a beast. Um, literally. Yamato um, beast form. I have no idea what the fuck fruit he ate because I can't tell what uh, animal he is. I don't. Th- I think they're about to reveal. I don't think they've revealed it yet. Um. because uh, he kind of looks like a. Di- he kind of looks honestly like, uh, Wanda, the uh, the general of the uh, the. God, I'm fucking blanking hard here. <laughs> oh, the general of the Minx army. You know the 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 dog chick who stole Nami's bikini. <laughs> oh yeah, him. What? Yeah, yeah. Kind of looks like her, but I don't think he's a dog. He looks more no, like a deer either. type thing. I 
I honestly don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, but uh, One Piece, crazy good this week. Um, of it course. was as per as per usual. It was very good, and I liked it quite a bit. Bit of a transitional chapter, but you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, getting to the good stuff. Uh, the- Getting to some good stuff. I'm excited to see Yamato versus Kaido, though. I think that's what we're building to. Next that's chapter. gonna be that's gonna be dope. Luffy's alive, so Luffy's gonna be back in the picture soon. And also, yeah. they threw a Frankie fight in there, which was cool. Frankie fights are always great. Um, well, Frankie and yeah. General Frankie. Yeah, yeah, General Frankie. I love. I, uh, any Frankie fights always great. Um, Frankie versus Senior Pink still top tier. Spencer, um, I'm just I'm just gonna let you know if you eventually ever get to Wano, there's going to be a part where uh, Frankie in a giant robot version of himself suplexes a Triceratops man through a castle. I'm sorry, what? Yes, welcome to One Piece. <laughs> welcome to One Piece. Ten out of ten. See, see, and also, and also, the Triceratops man uses his frills as a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. I'm not I making love that it. up. I wish I was making that up. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's my favorite thing about One Piece, okay? When you two talk about One Piece, I usually just kind of tune out. Because you just zone out, I can tell. <laughs> I just zone out. But then there are certain things you say that bring me back to, like, reality. And, like, like Frankie, who is a... Is he, is he a robot or a cyborg? He's, He's a, a cyborg. Cyborg and a massive robot version of him duplexes a triceratops into a castle is definitely one of those phrases that brings me back to reality and then also the triceratops man uses his frills as a helicopter some uh some other things you have said that have brought me back to reality include there are no blind spots on a cube Mm -hmm. uh that's one of my favorite out of context lines Mm, um and and the whole um I'm a journalist. I lie to the public, but it's my job to tell which lies to publish. Yeah, and big just news, big news, Morgan, giant, dude. Big news, Morgan, just beating up a bunch of Marines because they want him to like push his story, and he's like, "No, lol." I choose which lies I publish, bitch. That's right. I'm a journalist first and foremost. Um, and also Yamato is the son of or son of daughter Kaido. of. Son of, of Kaido, yeah. Okay. So, it, yeah. It, it's going to be a family... To be the incarnation of Odin, um, in a way, so... Odin uh, is... A bad he's the guy that He's the guy that got burned alive, right? I was yeah, bur- he was born, was born to, boil. to boil. Yes. Yes. Born to boil. Which or as the cool anime, that... or as the anime said, the only way to eat Odin is boiled or something like that. I don't fucking know. But you know so... what? You know what? It works just as well. It's um, it's I I I do like though that they brought that he brought in that 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 style because that was that that was a legitimate execution in ancient Japan so it's pretty cool that it shows up in obviously the the Edo style kind of my Japanese fa- section my my favorite and also least favorite thing about fucking the Odin flashback spoilers for the Odin flashback if you're not caught up on That's one piece uh, like chapter nine seventy something. Um, oh, that's fine. Is it, that it, it'll be he, a while? It'll be a while. He Odin would have survived the boiling if Kaido hadn't been a little fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah, like he a hundred percent would have survived his own execution if Kaido hadn't played dirty. Because Spencer, he gets sentenced to death by boiling. He spends an hour in a giant vat full of boiling oil, like hundreds, if not thousands, of degrees. 
He yeah. lasts the full hour, and then Kaido just blaps him between the eyes with a gun. What? Yeah, he lasts the full hour, saving the life of, like, he, he's doing it while actually lifting up the rest of his, like, fucking team, of the rest of the scabbards out of the fucking oil. So he's not only doing it, he's not only boiling alive for an hour, but he's holding up with all his might, like, seven, like, seven or eight other people. Odin is a hero. Oh, Odin is a goddamn hero. badass. He's a yeah. hero, and we will stand him forever. And he knows, and he knew Whitebeard and Roger. Yeah, he knew. He was friends he knew with Whitebeard and Goldie Roger. He was friends with all like the big name pirates in like the beginning of the Great Era. King of the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this out there, and this is my this is my take. Consider it hot or cold, whichever you prefer. Uh, the Odin flashback is the best part of One Piece. Like the best singular section of One Piece. It's one down. of my favorite sections of One Piece. I agree. It's one of my favorite sections that he's ever done. It 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 makes Wano for me. It puts so much weight onto this arc, and then it just gives so much context to the rest of the world. I don't know if it's my favorite part of the entire show. But it's up there. It's definitely up there. And it's like, it just, it's my favorite part of Wano for sure. Um, just easy. Uh, it's weird because it, Wano was a slow burn up till that point. It just builds and builds up to this conflict with Kaido. Like Kaido versus the uh, the Akasaya Samurai. And then the flashback happens. And then from the flashback on into Act 3 with the raid on Onigashima. It's just pure Kino from there on. Just every single chapter. <laughs> It's fantastic. Uh, speaking of fantastic, my hero. My hero. Came out my hero. Which, academia. It's nice. Let's just say how nice it is to see one A again. Um, Man, it's Deku. nice to see one A. It's nice to see Deku get something called character development. That's always good to what see. What do you mean? He gets character development all the time. <laughs> yeah, but his character development is usually him. Just oopsie daisying onto being like overpowered as sin and having to deal with that and i get that's his character but it doesn't make a very exciting character it's it's he smells listen, like shit though he, he does smell like, like shit ass. and i love how tell him like it is i love how Danky okay? just comes out of nowhere and he's like damn deku you stink take a bath bro also i i love how according to matt's theory that the people that show up uh is importance to him uh Deku don't give a shit about Coda. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting. No, it, because I didn't actually. I wasn't the one who came up with this. I Coda this is from someone from, from one of someone I watched. Someone brought this up. It's like because from the way it sound, for the way it seems like the vet, the people who haven't fully like talked to him yet are like Ida, Bakugo, uh, Sue, Sue, De, Sue. Uh, Sue ends the chapter, which means that Sue's going to be there at the beginning. So Sue. Uraka, Ida, Bakugo, Todoroki, like the big ones haven't talked to him yet. Bro, which is to like, Todoroki oh. comes in before Sue. What are you talking about? <laughs> Todoroki's okay. like, bro. And my question is, we is that there's, bros, a couple there's a couple of characters missing, too. Uh, I was like, where where the fuck is like Mina's not there. I don't know where the fuck she is. I heard I I heard Matt say that like the the characters are showing up in order of like their relevance or closeness to Deku. And then I saw that Mineta hasn't shown up yet. And I'm like, I call bullshit. I call yeah, but, yeah, Mineta, and Mina's yeah, not okay, there. Yeah, okay, but uh, Mina, not there. Mineta, um, uh, the Frenchman, um, Aoyama. Uh, yeah, I, Aoyama, I, I Aoyama. Thank you. Either. 
Which um, I feel like Aoyama would have shown up before Sue because of the whole. Oh, I know your secret. <laughs> and all, I think thing. the reason why, uh, and we all know why Sue's there, though, is because Sue's a popular character. Sue's popular. That's literally she's the popular. Reason. Everybody loves the frog girl with the big old tongue. Hell, she's the fucking color page to start the chapter. So she's the color. She's the color page. Uh, fucking, and they brought back the characters from her filler episode for the new filler episode of My Hero. Which, yes, they had a filler episode with only eight, uh, with only eight episodes left to adapt the twenty-four chapter arc of My Villain Academia. The Wait, they're still not it. at that yet. Nope. What so the you're fuck telling is me going on? That what the... They they just finished fucking the. They Endeavor. just finished. No, they no, they didn't in... finish. They didn't. They didn't finish. They're going into my villain next week. So guess what? They haven't even. They ended. Oh my fucking god! They, you know, they ended the Endeavor arc at the point where the movie could happen. Of course. The entire th I the reason it. why they adapted it first was not for pacing purposes. It was for merchandising purposes. It was to promote the movie because anime is just a glorified advertisement. That kind Listen, of pisses me off. Not gonna lie. <laughs> just, dude, just go see the movie. Like, yeah, just go see August, the movie showing in just, theaters August 9th. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty one, the year of our Lord. The real, the way the real money of the anime is made, and also, and also, from what I've heard, apparently they want to put the movie staff on my villain, and that's the real reason why. So, hey, at least my villain's gonna be which is a good thing, which is a good thing. Gets adapted, yeah. <laughs> which is a good thing. Um, my villain finna look real good. Yeah, my villain's gonna look. It was real good. like but it was like case. around the time. Sorry to interrupt, but it was like around the time when um, Heroes Rising came out, and it was right before. The overhaul arc started, and then after the movie came out, those few episodes at the end of that season looked fucking incredible. Yeah, and also it's the same thing with the like the Endeavor fight. Mm -hmm. uh, the, that was also after that. That the, yeah, they looked looked fantastic. Like exactly, it's like it's a, a case of like it's a it's a case of like that usually happens with that uh, with that uh, with uh, my hero and stuff. But yeah, my hero is very good this week though. My hero. Yeah. Alright, anything yeah. you want to talk about, Shane, or no? Nah, I got, I other than One Piece and My Hero, I got nothing, because I'm behind on all my fucking mangoes, too. You should just start eating your mangoes, dude. Yeah, I really should. They are quite delicious. They're, they're ripe. They're they're not getting any riper. Yeah, they're, they're, they are prime for the plucking. Shove those mangoes down your throat. Before, okay, before I have to hop on my SUV, go to your house, protect your mangoes from the cartel, and only then, after I've taken down an entire Mexican drug cartel, will you be able what? to enjoy your mangoes. I mean, I guess that's, like, a good precaution. It's a good yeah, precaution. I'm yeah. just helping you out. I I think we I think we can move on to news. I think because we have. I'm getting uh, another drink. All right, I get you get another drink. Okay, let's talk yeah. about. Uh, let's go, let's go into some of the second seasons that have been announced. Uh, what second for... seasons have been announced, Matt? Um, let's talk about Skate the Infinity for one. Fuck yeah. Uh, mm, fuck um, yeah. so Skate the Infinity, uh, I would argue is some of one of our favorite shows of the year so far. Mm -hmm, uh, definitely. So. So let's uh, so let's read on and see 
what we have more coming for it. The evening session of the Skate Masquerade of Love event. Ooh. Spicy. Uh, spicy. Announced on Sunday that the Skate the Infinity anime is spawning a new anime project in a two-part stage play production. The anime's official tw- website and Twitter account will announce more details on the new anime project in the future. The first Skate the Stage play will open this December with a second play open next January. Hiroko Atsumi directed the original anime at Bones and Ichiro Okutsi wrote and oversaw the series scripts. Will this be a movie or a second season? Is the question. Because they didn't specify, they said project. That's a good question because I feel like Honestly, Skate could go either direction. I would want another full season. But if they went with a movie, I wouldn't be mad. Because, like... Imagine seeing my skating boys on the big screen. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Bones movies are usually fucking dope as shit. So, if they put Skate on the big screen, I wouldn't complain. Thank you. Um, on bed. So, but yeah, I would. I'm just excited we're getting more because I really love Skate the Affinity. I thought it was fantastic. Um, and uh, and it's it's it, it's so interesting that it's a it's a skate. It's a, who knew that a skateboarding show would blow up so hard? I think that's great. Uh, and yeah, and, normally uh, that'd be like terror resonance. Yeah, and it's really that would, good. That would blow up. Oh, oh yeah, get it? Cause <laughs> um, I get it? Cause uh, terrorism. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Skate the Infinity is getting a new anime project. Speaking of stuff coming back, let's talk about something Shane has been wanting for a while, and that's Vinland Saga. Um, uh, so let's read on. The English subtitled Vinland Saga Second Anniversary Memorial Movie announced on Wednesday the production on the second Vinland Saga anime season has been greenlit. Director Shuhei Yutaba and character designer Takahiro Biru are returning for the second season. They also posted a new teaser visual, which is just... Thorfinn. Um, it's just Thorfinn with his knife. It's just Thorfinn with his knife. Um, we do not know if any other staff is coming back to this. Okay, so, uh, if anyone knows Vinland Saga, you know that this is the farm arc, which is widely Fucking regarded farmland, as the... farmland, baby! The, which is widely regarded as the best arc of the, show, of the series. Uh, so, this is going to be Kino. Like, there is no Absolute 100% Kino. Like, peak yeah. fission. Um, I love Vinland so much. I love that first season a ton, and I can't wait for more. If it has the same level of animation quality and directing as well, like, and, oh, and no news on whether or not which studio is returning to do it. Although there, although there's enough evidence to suggest that it will be which studio once it again. It probably will, let's be real. It'll probably be wit. Uh, it'll probably be wit. Uh, so, like, but I'm very excited for it. Um, Vinland, I'm so happy it's getting the second. You, I, I think if you had told me when Vinland was airing that it would get a second season, I would maybe have doubted you because I wasn't sure if this was going to do well. Um, but I'm very happy that it is, and I'm very I'm happy. I'm extremely the happy. Season. I'm so fucking happy. And then maybe we'll get season three after that, which adapts the sixty arc, the sixty chapter Baltic Sea arc. The Baltic Sea arc, where they're just in a boat. <laughs> oh no, it's a fight. It's a fucking fight it's a battle in the baltic sea for like 20 it's going to be a battle in the baltic sea for like 20 episodes oh fuck makes yeah. sense oh I'll give it which to like, me. which which honestly sounds badass as shit <laughs> sounds incredible knowing the team that would be adapted and also that. if it's historically accurate too it's going to be the kind of like more like the uh strategic kind of battle too which will be like seeing the people one up each other like that the good shit um so I let's mean, move on to our, our final annou- our final like new 
second se- or new season announcement, which is Konosuba. Um, which like just uh, Kon- happened today. Which this just came this just came out today. So let's read on the live streamed Kona Super channel from Isekai Museum special announced on Sunday. The production on a new Kona Super God's Blessing on this wonderful world anime has been greenlit. The staff asked fans to be patient for more information later as they have, don't have any info on it. No news on returning staff or returning cast members or whatever. I'm going to assume they're all going to be back. Um, uh, will this be another season or another movie? I'm going to guess another season. Yeah, I'm going to guess another season because they just did a movie not too long ago, so it would make sense to go back to TV format. My question is, which studio is it going to be? Yeah, it's uh, probably, I'm going to say for the show, probably Dean. If it's the show, if it's a show, probably Dean. It's probably going to stay a Dean. Um, uh, Unless unless they're moving wholesale to JC staff. I don't know what they're going to do. Um... They haven't announced yet. I think we'll probably find out. We're going to find out within the year, more than likely. Um, give it, like, a couple of months. Give it a couple of months. Um, uh, did you know uh, that... How much uh, will they adapt as well is the question. The, the light novels are done. They've been done for over a year. And so they can adapt what how, however much they want now. They No restrictions. So... Um, uh, they still got a lot to go because the movie only covers up to like the, the, the two seasons plus the movie only cover up to like volume six or seven, and there's like twenty volumes. So they still got quite a bit left to go. Um, in before they do eleven volumes in ten episodes, let's go. That's literally the only way to make anime is just to <laughs> make sure that you really get through those 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 arcs really quickly, get to the ones that you want to see, and then take the rest of your time for that one arc. There's yeah. only there's only two ways to adapt anime. Do a hundred plus chapters in twelve episodes, or do less than a chapter per episode. And there is no in between. Hi, One Piece. But you know what? One, One Piece. Piece has been fucking keen out lately, so I don't care. I, it, ha- it has been, but I do love how One Piece is like, what happened that episode? Not much, but it was keen. <laughs> <laughs> Not Wasn't much, Black but it looked Clover really like good. that. In the beginning, didn't Black Clover like Move it a Black Clover adapted uh, one chapter ish an episode until we reached the end of the first arc, and then it started adapting it like two to three chapters an episode. But like Makes the first episode because... was only half of the first chapter, and then the second episode. First chapter was, like, was admittedly filler. long. First, the first chapter of Black Clover. I'll give it a little bit of leeway here. The first chapter of Black Clover is admittedly long. It's like 50, like 50 pages. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's long for a pile of chapters. So I I, I can kind of get that. So, um. What are you smoking, Matt? <laughs> it's like 50, 60 pages. Bro, the first chapter of all Shonen are 50, 60 pages. Yeah, it's and they're not too just Clover. <laughs> yeah, so you know what? I say that we do the opposite. Your first chapter has to be less than 10 pages. Oh, damn. Every chapter that... after that is like 50. It's every, like... Cha- every chapter after that is like 100 pages. It's a hun- <laughs> you need to just do... A- Chapter one, ten pages, and then after that, you do one hundred and forty plus page one shots, one after another. Mm-hmm. You just go, you just do and it. Just doesn't, who cares care about? L- listen, I'm gonna say it. If you die because you're overworked, you're a pansy, and you deserve <laughs> it. Work harder you know, at living, then. You know what? You know what I'm saying? Should have tried harder. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 just fucking breathe, dude. Just touch grass. <laughs> just touch grass. 
I, I, just touch, just touch. Just I, th I thought Matt died because we told him to touch no, crap. I was, I, I was just trying to rationalize what the fuck I just heard. <laughs> There's no rationalizing on this podcast, man. You should know There's, this by now. Shane, maybe. Me? Really? You think you, you, you can rationalize anything that I've said for the past 20 years? <laughs> Since you were a toddler. Since I was four years old, I would just, like, say nothing for two hours and then go, you know, grass tastes pretty bad. <laughs> People would go, fucking what's pleasure? <laughs> and I would just, <laughs> and, like, four-year-old B would just, like, shrug his shoulders and walk away. You know what? Grass pretty mid, not gonna lie. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> fucking God. Move on. Move on, Matt, please. <laughs> fucking All right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate the show and everyone on it. Anyway, I love you guys. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right. Ugh. All right. Anime Expo also happened while we were while we were out, uh, and nothing was pretty much the only and only and there wasn't really much there. The Anime Expo was kind of dead this year uh, in terms of in terms of news, except for one thing. Uh, that came that came out, uh, which I normally wouldn't talk about, um, but due to the staff, it's just the staff and people working on it. I want to bring it up just so people listening ha know that this is happening, just in case they're even mildly interested. Uh, which I think after hearing the staff, I think some people listening will be interested. Uh, so uh, Lucasfilm was at Anime Expo. Uh, oh, this. yeah, because they're do because there's a Star Wars anime coming. Uh, they're doing uh, so a show called Star Wars Visions, which is a series of anime shorts that are all being directed by a bunch of uh, anime creators and anime studios uh, uh, that are all one-shots in the Star Wars universe. The big gimmick here is that they're all not canon either. They're non-canon, so anyone can, anyone can enjoy them. You do not need to be a fan of Star Wars or know anything about it to watch these and enjoy them. Um, and they're all coming out on, in on... Disney Plus in September. I just want to bring uh, so I just want to bring up some of the people that are working on this because hearing some of the names here is bound to get at least a couple people interested. Uh, you got Kamikaze Doga doing an episode. Uh, okay. if you know who Kamikaze Doga is? They they're are the, the people fucking who did the JoJo OP guys. They're also um, Matt. Pop Team Epic. Pop Team Epic. Yeah. Uh, they will be doing an episode called The Duel, which is going to be set in an alternate universe, which where the which is based around uh, imperialist Japan, where the Jedi are actually the samurai and the Sith are the Ronin. Okay, um, which is you an amazing idea. My interest. Um, but direct the director of it is Takanobu Mizono, and is going to be and who worked on the Japan Japan Animated Expo, which so he did a bunch of great stuff. And the character designer is Takashi Okazaka, uh, uh, Okazaki, who did uh, Ninja Batman and Afro Samurai. Okay. Uh, and okay. the show and it will be called and it will be called the Duel. These are all anime shorts, by the way. They're like five to ten minutes each. Um, you have Lop and Ocho, which is going to be done by Gino Studio, aka the Golden Conway people. <laughs> Um, um, and it's about beauty, and it's, it's about beauty in all of its imperfections. It's gonna be set in between episodes three and four, and it's gonna be mainly be about a, a little forced creature whose homeland is being invaded by the Empire. Uh, it's gonna be directed by Yuki Igarashi, who is an episode director on Jujutsu Kaisen and Keep Your Hands Off of Isaacen. 
Uh, you have Tatooine oh. Rhapsody, which is going to be done by Studio Colorido, who did Burn the Witch earlier the last Witch, yeah. year. Um, okay. And it's going to be a rock opera. Uh, you uh, Pete Spencer's rock? interest. You piqued uh, my interest. A rock so opera God. with Boba Fett in it. A rock? Okay. A rock opera. Yeah. I just want to just want to repeat that word. In the Star Wars universe. In the Star Wars universe, in, we are having an anime a... form starring Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> is it going to be subbed first, or is it going to be all dubbed? Uh, all of these, we don't know if these. If we don't know if these going to be in sub or dub at all, or even uh, have okay. dialogue. Some of these. True. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. If you could do a rock opera with no dialogue, then that's just rock. That's not opera. Yeah. Um, it will be directed by Taku Kika. It will be directed by Taku Kimamura, who is uh, who this will be uh, his directorial debut. But he previously worked as an assistant director on a place further than the universe. Ooh. Um, oh, OK. okay. <laughs> um, that's, you know, uh, uh, Studio Trigger is doing two shorts for this. Yeah, um, that figures. the first. The first one is called The Twins. It's about twins of the dark side. Um, who one side one and one of them, the brother, goes to the light, and now they have to duel each other because you know standard Star Wars fare. It will be directed by Hiroyuki. It will be directed by the man himself, Hiroyuki Yamashi. Hell yeah! Um, uh, from Gurren Logan and Promare. Okay, Gurren Logan and Promare guy. Gurren Logan and Promare with character with character designs by Sh uh, Sh uh, Shigeto Koyama, who worked on the character designs for. Uh, the rebuild, uh, who worked on the care designs for the new rebuild films for Ava, Gurren Lagan, Promare, Star Driver, Gridman, uh, and uh, Darling in the Franks. Um, uh, and also, the lead animator on it is going to be Shushio. Shushio is Shushio is a big deal because he was the key animator on Kill a Kill, um, mm. and and as well as the, and all three the all four of the rebuild films as well as Little Witch. And several episodes of One Piece. Oh, um, good ones. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the movie six, the whole set of film. Oh um, shit! Okay, well, fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, if you ever, and this is the one that they showed a lot of pictures of. The brother just looks like Gallo. <laughs> it just just it looks course. like fuck. No, they 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 just look like the fucking leads from Promare. So if you so like it's funny. It's it it just looks like Promare, but in Star Wars. The other one they're doing is called The Elder, uh, which is going to be directed by Masahiko Otsuka, who is the assistant director on Gurren Lagann and unit director on Promare, as well as the episode director on several episodes of Evangelion and the co-director on End of Ava. Ooh, um, okay. Okay. And he has confirmed, by the way, that this will likely be his final work as an animator because he's retiring after he's about to retire. So, well, what a fucking way to go out than Star Wars. Yeah. Um, you have the Villas Bride, which is going to be done by Kinema Citrus. Oh. Fuck. Um, it will be directed by Hitoshi Haga, who did Sin in the Rain and was the assistant director on Made in the Abyss with music by Kevin Pinkin. Because of, of course, course, the boy. Of course. Um, Science Saru is doing two. Science oh, Saru. Yeah, the one one of them is Akakiri, which is uh, about a Jedi and a princess, but not Luke and Leia. But it's about new ones. The director of this is Yuyan. This has two directors, Yuan Choi and Masaki Yuasa. Mm. Yuasa is doing an episode here. Yuasa, the boy. Um, Ki uh, Kino, 
both of them are the founders of Science Siren. They're doing an episode here. And then they're doing another episode called TOB1, which is about a droid, obviously. And it will of be course. inspired by the works of Isamu Tezaku, particularly Astro Boy. Oh, it's being directed fuck. by Abel Gongara. It's being directed by Abel Gongara and is who did Garo the animation. And the final episode is The Nice Jedi, which is uh which is going to be directed by which is from production IG and directed by who else? Kenji Kamiyama because he's involved in everything western animation these days. Uh he's, who is, a, who he's is he? everywhere. Um, what did he do that? Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Okay. I um, mean he's doing the upcoming Blade Runner show as well. Uh, Got it. Very big so in man, western. Man's yeah. by Gene. We, we have also confirmed that the Night Jedi will be the first piece of media from Lucasfilm that will be set after episode nine as well. Uh, for those oh, people. shit. Oh, okay. That's the new canon. Yep. Um, now, these are not, now, these are not canon uh, that we know of, or at the very least, not canon yet. So, you do not need to be a fan of Star Wars to watch these or enjoy these. You can just jump right in and watch them, even if not a fan. I, w- I would have been watching them regardless because I'm a fucking loser, and I love Star Wars. But at the same time, uh, the, the the people working on this is nuts. These all come out on September twenty second at once on Disney Plus. Uh, all right, so let's move on to some industry news because we have a couple bits of interesting in- industry news because some of these are the, a lot of a lot of scandal shit happened. Uh, the yeah. the big yikes. <laughs> let's talk the about big the big yikes. Yike. Let's talk about Mappa because uh, Mappa has been in the news for all the wrong reasons recently. Um, yep. Uh, so let's read on. So Mappa. So some context. Mappa has been called out by uh, several animators in the, uh, particularly Ipe Ichi, who asserted earlier this month that Mappa was offering severely low rates for animators in the company working on a Netflix anime, likely Yasuke, uh, with a Mappa producer supposedly offering uh, thirty-four U.S. dollars per cut, which is like piss. What? Nothing. Um, Ichi laid the blame nothing. on Netflix for such. Ichi laid the blame on Netflix for such low rates, saying that for all the exorbitant amount of capital that uh, of Netflix, it is a problem that they started to place orders for such low rates. There was a possibility the prices are even lower for a TV series. Ichi noted that the unit price prop for television anime tends to be anywhere from three thousand eight hundred yen to seven thousand yen. Um, however, Mappa said in a statement on Wednesday that the anime pro- was not a project ordered by a major platform, but the latest work in an existing TV series and one that it, which is already planning. Uh, Mappa offered the upcoming anime for distribution to a major platform with production beginning after the sale price. The budget was finalized, and they and during the statement, uh, they claimed that they have never offered unreasonable compensation to creators, but offered rates that are fair relative to the budget of the project. Whether in current or past projects, it also claimed that it never forced or coerced creators to work. When asked for proof of this, Mappa ref- did not refuse. Uh, <laughs> That's the they re- best. They, they really did just say, we're not doing anything wrong. Everything here is fine. And then they were like, okay, well, then prove it. And they were like, uh, no. <laughs> what? Wait, you want me to do what? No. Listen, okay. I want to go on record. This shit's fucking sus, dude. This shit is sus. It's however, massively sus. However, I still love Mappa, and I'm gonna say I, that. I, yeah, it's uh, uh it's, it, it... <laughs> it's something that you never want to see. You know, a, a a studio that you have been you know hyping up for years now is just like shitty. But then you realize, ah, eh, 
Yeah, they're a Japanese business, so chances are if they're in like the ninety nine percent, they're just gonna be shitty, and and that's just you're gonna have to deal with that. Yeah. And it's a case in May, a freelance animator tweeted that they left Mappa due to the factory like conditions. They criticized Mappa's decision to work on four shows at the same time instead of properly training its team so such corrections wouldn't be necessary, and said, as far as I can tell, about eighty percent of their employees had similar complaints at the time. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, j- j- like that. Okay, that is actually an an issue with anime in general right now. There is too many shows happening per too, season. Too much anime is being produced and not enough people to work on it. Yeah, yeah, not enough people to work on it. Not enough people to be trained on it. And I read an article today about something like this, and it's like the reason why so many people will stick with these shitty wages is because a good majority of the people that get into animation and get into anime and manga production are doing it because they love it. They love the medium. So they will put up with terrible, terrible wages and terrible working conditions and living conditions just because they love what they're doing. And that's, that's really sad that they have to deal with that. That you have to be paid peanuts to work on some of the most technically advanced medium in the history of society, and you're getting paid nothing for it. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's some bullshit. It's, it's I mean, some bullshit. It is, it is some bullshit. It's just... Ah, it's just frustrating, because it's it, like the kind of thing... Oh, especially when you see the shows coming out of MAPPA, it's like... That's, a, that's what I was going to say. It's like... It's one thing if, you know, they have, like, really shitty wages and working conditions and they're not treating their animators properly behind the scenes. It's another thing when they're actively called out on it and they blatantly lie to the public's face saying, no, there's there's nothing wrong here. Don't worry about it. Like... I love MAPPA. MAPPA is one of my favorite studios, especially in the last few years. They've been producing such amazing shows, one of which, Kaisen, is like a fucking blessed adaptation, one of the best I've ever seen. But then they do this shit, and it's like, where should I put my good faith? Like, do I have any left? I don't know. (laughs) I would say... So there's a big difference when when it comes to anime scandals between like something like this, where oh, you know gonna, he, he I know where he's going with this. <laughs> they invented sorry not they, they didn't invent it, it is it is real but they bought an office space for their animators because they're such nice people that they bought this office space for them to work in and it has windows and it's all like nice <laughs> it, it it's painted white oh yeah this and it shit. Has, and it, it, it has like this beautiful like like decorum oh it's a gorgeous an- animation studio to be animating you know breakneck speed at 10 bucks an hour um but then you have the other side of the coin and i'm not going to talk about you know the obvious one that of course being Veroni kenshin um where that man got a slap on the wrist for, you know, child porn. Horrible crimes. Uh, horrible yeah. crimes against society. But I will talk about our favorite punching bag, Ufotable, for a second here. <laughs> uh, so, 
multiple times when talking about this company, I have been quoted saying, pay your fucking taxes. Honestly, you should put that on a t-shirt. I really should. I think that will be our first piece of Gap merch. (laughs) That'll be when we eventually open our fucking shark robot Our fucking shark robot. (laughs) Our fucking shark robot red bubble page. Yeah. Um, It'll just be pay your fucking taxes. Because it's... Paying your taxes is not a difficult concept, okay? It really isn't. If you give your tax man like 20 to 50 bucks, or you're good enough to do it on, on your own, you can figure out your taxes and get most of that money back. You foldable. You're an animation studio. 90% of your fucking shit you would get back if you just claimed it on your taxes. But instead, as we all know, you foldable didn't claim it their money on on their taxes multiple times so an article came out the ceo and head who stepped down recently of ufotable has been indicted for tax fraud uh i forget the exact amount it was something like a hundred million u.s dollars something like that uh but what's the best part about the story is exactly what he did with it so we all know 2011 there was a massive earthquake that hit japan uh, and then it caused a tsunami, and a lot of people were killed and injured, and it's very sad, correct? Very bad time for Japan. However, what we didn't know, and we now know, is that the, the head of Ufotable at the time was given something like 200 million yen, like a, a, a pretty good sizable amount of money, a good chunk of change, to be given to charity to help rebuild Japan after the 2011 Fukushima earthquake. Instead, what that man did is he took all that money, put it in a safe in his house, and then dipped. He just left. And people were like, what happened to that money? You know, that's taxable income. And he said, I don't know. And then they searched his house and found in a safe the money that was for charity that he just put in there and just left. He literally just said, I do not know what you're referring to. (laughs) Please leave me alone. As he's sitting on his pile of money, he's going, Fev, I don't have no fucking clue whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Money? Here, here, here. Here's a couple million yen. Just just don't worry about it. (laughs) I love it. It's terrible. But I love it, because these are the kind of crimes that run rampant in Japan that we that we hear about. Fucking tax fraud, the drummer for Ali getting caught for pension fraud. Oh, man. <laughs> for pension fraud? That's what got this band cancelled. Pension fraud. Pension fraud. You love to see it. You love to see, and like, there are so many cases of like Japanese animation people and studios and bands in Japan being caught for either like small amounts of marijuana, and we all know marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. Mary Jane, Devil's Lettuce, yeah. Satan Spinach, Jazz we love, Cabbage. We love smoking that good ganj. That ganj, that herb, that leaf, dude. Like, that can get you canceled in Japan and put into jail for quite a long time. 
but so will not paying your taxes. <laughs> and I love the anime industry. I do. I love it. It gave me this job, right? Being a co-host on this fantastic podcast with two of my best friends. I love anime. But just pay your taxes. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, pay your taxes, folks. Pay your taxes. Right. Dude, 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 Matt, Matt. I paid my, my taxes and got like $2,000 back. Yeah, it's wild. If you actually pay your taxes, you actually get quite a bit of money back. It's crazy, right? It's insane. Right? And, and Japanese taxes, because I, I, I check this out, especially for businesses and, and, pers- and private citizens, it's lower than what we have to pay here. This man couldn't pay his taxes in no, Japan. He- he was just like, nah, Bean. Uh-uh. No, he just he just wanted to do embezzle money, dude. I love it. All God right. bless you, Japan. Now let's talk about the big, the biggest piece of news over the week, which is specifically uh... the anime tube situation. Uh, because I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was just fast. Because I honestly think this situation is fascinating. Speaking uh, of fraud, <laughs> fraud. Okay, Speaking how much do you all know about the anime tube situation? Because it is I... a lot. I have okay. been following it pretty uh, closely, so I know most of the details. I know almost all the details about this because as a person who's A, interested in law, and B, loves stupid embezzlement stories, this is the king of stupid embezzlement stories. Uh, it's, it's, okay, so there's a lot to go through, so we're going to go through it as quickly as we can, uh, but here it is. So there was a Kickstarter campaign for something known as Anime Tube. What is Anime Tube? Well, I don't fucking know. But the best thing that the way I can describe it is that it was pretty much a Kickstarter for a new anime streaming service that will apparently fix like that promise to fix the shortcomings of a bunch of other existing physical services and have a bunch of anime on there that is not on other services. That was their big goal. Uh, um, and they had a list of titles that they were cl- that they claimed were currently in discussion for licenses, which included a bunch of really obscure stuff and a lot of stuff that hasn't been on services, but also stuff that is on services like Noragami, Death Note, Sword Art Online, Blue Exorcist, Attack uh, on Titan, Dragon Ball, Attack on Titan, Evangelion, fucking Naruto, um, Bleach, like a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, and of course, everyone, everyone who saw this, the industry professional saw this and was like, what the hell is this? Everyone um, immediately called bullshit because most people in this industry have more than two brain cells. Uh, at the yes. Pro- um, uh, and then Nozomi Entertainment actually publicly tweeted at them because they had a list of anime that they currently had in discussions for licenses uh and they publicly tweeted that them why do you have listings for my titles on your kickstarter's anime licensing current discussion we are not in discussion with you and then they got and then those titles got removed like immediately <laughs> because you know a bunch of bullshit uh and then now and in a now deleted tweet, Anime Tube responded to Clickner, Hi, Sean, we've contacted you on LinkedIn to discuss. <laughs> yes, that was the best part to me. We contacted you on fucking Link- LinkedIn. Listen, okay, okay. My father, okay, who works in the uh, 
tool and die field, okay, has had to use LinkedIn before. And I can tell you as a fact, nobody uses LinkedIn. <laughs> Not only that, everybody who uses LinkedIn admits it is a pain in the ass to use because the moment that you log that you create a LinkedIn account, it accesses your email and emails everybody on your contact list that you are in LinkedIn and to try to get them to join LinkedIn. When and when. <laughs> when in fact you have just created an account for LinkedIn. It is the most insane thing. Fucking Nozomi Entertainment checks their email and sees a LinkedIn email that says one person is checking you out. Out, yeah. Or it's like or it's like they check their like their emails, they get nothing. They check sorry. They check their they're like Twitter, their Instagram, nothing. Um They go, Okay What are we what are we, what are we trying to Oh, we haven't checked our, our LinkedIn. They check their LinkedIn, they get nothing. But they do have hits on their Tinder, which is somebody trying to slide into their DMs going, Hey, by the way, can we license your uh can we license your anime? Uh, the Kickstarter included a reference to the Association of Japanese Animations, AJA, AJA uh, claiming that Anime Tube had been in discussions with the group. Savakis commented, My favorite thing about the Kickstarter is that they claim to have a lead on licensing stuff because they have a meeting with AJA. AJA is not a licensing organization. They are a trade group. They represent the contractor yes. studios. Uh, uh uh, 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 here is what, you know, here is what the anime, here's what Weller, the who was in charge of the anime tube, said about AJ. We were told the AJ were impressed, happy with everything, everything we presented, <laughs> especially our concept for <laughs> Amy-chan, and they gave I, us a full uh... support, and, you know, our full support in regards to streaming licensing and getting into the industry. Everything now is business confidential. I hope you understand we cannot divulge everything about our business dealings. Anime, I fuck, okay. I fucking okay. hate the Amy Chom thing. I I, I don't I, even I don't even mind that. Okay, VTubers are gonna get, but mother, they're a fucking holding group. <laughs> they're a business holdings group. Okay, like they are like, not. They have nothing to do with licensing. <laughs> okay, I haven't got to do this in a while. I haven't got to do this since like the redacted stuff. So. Allow me to put my, like, big law hat on for a second, okay? So let, let's talk about licensing for a second. Licensing bane, sucks and is bullshit. The bane, the bane of all people's existence. All anime fans, all anime companies, producers. Nobody likes the concept of licensing. Licensing, for people that don't know, is the, is the concept of buying somebody's um, intellectual property for use in your intellectual property. However, because that is owned, trademarked, copyrighted, whatever you want to call it, you they are owned they are owed a monet, a monetary amount for use of their IP in yours. It's why in many, many anime you'll see uh McRonald's, McDonald's, um McDonald's McDonald's um in High Q, you'll notice that Suki's headphones say "Saw Me" instead of "Sony," uh, because as long as it is justifiably different, so it will not cause any confusion 
to a specific brand, you can use it without licensing. So, in order to license all of these animes, okay, you would need to, to contact multiple people. One, you would need to contact the publisher and or producer of the anime, okay? They own the intellectual property of that anime that you're trying to produce. So, for Naruto, that would be what? Like, who did, who did Naruto? Studio Puro. Studio Puro. So, you would have to contact Studio Pro and say, hey, we would like to put um, Naruto up on our streaming service for legal um, consumption. How much money? And they would go, okay, well, for Naruto, the base will say five, six thousand dollars Okay? So, we'll say 5000 to be easy. So, you have to pay $5,000 at that point to license Studio Pro's Naruto. However... You also would need to go to Jump, yeah, Shueisha, which, which ran the manga that the anime is based off of. So you would have to go to Shueisha and go, okay, so we're trying to get, uh, we're, we're trying to get Naruto onto our legal streaming service. We've contacted Studio Pro. They've given their, uh, they've waived their right to copyright infringement on us, uh, but we still need to get you because the base comes from there. So, so Shueisha goes, okay, you give us $5,000 again, um, we'll let you run Naruto. So you've paid $10,000 in licensing fees. So those studio gets $10,000. Pero gets five, Shueisha gets five. You now have one anime for legal consumption on your streaming service. But there's more. Because... If you've ever watched an in anime and you've seen that VAP, that is the production and licensing studio for Japanese music and artists. So you need to get so the music licenses. You, so if you, you need to get the music licenses for the OPs and EDs, which means Naruto, in particular, has quite a number of OPs. I think the, the base has what, like close to 20? Base we'll has say? eight. Base has eight. eight OPs and and sixteen EDs. So eight and sixteen. So that's twenty-four. If you want to put that together, Pro yeah, twenty-four. So you have to go to VAP or the license or the record company that made that music, and you need to go up to each of them and go, "Hey, we, we would like to license your this song for legal consumption in our streaming service. We have got Shueisha, we have got Studio Pro, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We would like to." Um, use it. All of those studios will have differing amounts, but once again, we'll say 24, we'll say 2,000 a piece for 48,000 plus the 50,000, you're looking at almost $100,000 to license one anime. And AnimeTube had like over 200. Put that into perspective. There's a reason... There's a reason why people hate licensing, and I'll agree. Licensing sucks. You have to talk to so many fuckers who can name their price for you to use whatever the fuck they, they technically might not even own. Okay, Shueisha owns Naruto because it ran in Jump. Kishimoto doesn't get a lot of that money. Shueisha does. So... If you want to be even more specific, sometimes there's intermediaries, so they would have to go to Kishimoto as well. Like, licensing is a headache. 
it's not something that you can slap. What was the last uh, Kickstarter before it got canceled? Like tw- like fifty thousand dollars, something like that. Uh, the Kickstarter had earned over a uh, hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, so one hundred ten thousand. You put that into perspective, that could get you Naruto in our example, <laughs> and you'd have a little bit left over for maybe a twelve episode show with one OP and one ED. Yeah. The best, the, the one of the best parts about this though is that in their Kickstarter page, they actually had a detailed breakdown of the production cost that would go into the service itself. So even then, it makes even less sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It raised approximately U. Uh, it, it, its goal was two th- uh, was two hundred and eighty five thousand dollars um, originally. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that all of this was bunch of bullshit and they also hope to combat piracy too which was hilarious um on its faq page anime tube claimed that anime streaming licenses do not cost hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars insisting that anyone who's giving you details on how much streaming licenses cost is neither not telling the truth or breaking an nda uh which is i'm sorry guys (laughs) i guess i have to tell you i am indeed breaking a non-disclosure agreement spencer Nishimoto We're gonna get sued. We're gonna get sued. Slid into my DMs, and he said, "Hey Spencer, I know that you know a lot about the law. Like you're not in law school or anything, but you just, you know, you like law stuff. So we're just letting you know. Here's our uh, licensing fees." And I said, "Thank you, Kishimoto. I'm not a massive fan of your uh, product. However, I appreciate this." And he said, "That's fine. Just don't tell anybody about our licensing and stuff like that." And then the uh, first also, chance he got, he went on a public podcast and yeah, told everything. I did. And told but, everything. Surprise, surprise, I'm also lying to you about yeah. everything. I know <laughs> nothing about licensing. I know nothing about the concept of paying money for something that you don't own. So uh, I apologize to you, Mr. Weller, for lying to the masses about your scam. But uh, it just had to be done. I just don't like you. Yeah. Um, well, Kickstarter agreed with you because they suspended the crowdfunding. Yep, um, it is no longer uh, on Kickstarter. On uh, ANN released out the Kickstarter, who confirmed that it suspended the campaign and stated the company was alerted to some possible violations of its rules regarding the accuracy of materials represented on the project page and elsewhere. Kickstarter told ANN all suspensions are final and cannot be reversed. Yep, the company so they also stated cannot that- come back from this thing. Yeah, um, and so the company also states that since the Kickstarter campaign was suspended for the end date, backers have not been charged. So everyone gets Ooh. their money back. They get Hell zero yeah. money. Um, AnimeTube made a statement on its Facebook page on Friday, stating, We are aware the campaign has been suspended. We have have two days to address the issue, which we are actively working on to resolve swiftly. It has been more than two days. It has not been resolved swiftly. Yeah, Uh, so they're done. (laughs) AnimeTube founder George Weller told ANN that Kickstarter's response to AnimeTube about the suspension was very unspecific and unclear. AnimeTube uh-huh. stated it as a Kickstarter for clarification, and it's currently waiting on Kickstarter's response. Um, AnimeTube's Twitter account is currently disabled as of press nope. time. <laughs> <laughs> this man literally said, yeet, I'm out of here, bye. God. 
Um, well, it told ANN that AnimeTube disabled its Twitter account due to personal attacks, uh-huh, false accusations, yeah. threats, slander, and defamation that are not based on facts to protect family members from further mental duress that Wella said was due to an industry professional calling his campaign a scam. Basically, he got his fee-weens hurt because they called his thing a scam. Oh no, the industry professional called me a scammer. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to say it. Hey, Weller, facts don't care about your feelings. Okay, honey? Fucking got him. (laughs) Fuck. This is what happens when we let the left take over our lives. <laughs> Facts don't care about your feelings, Weller. Maybe learn about licensing next time, okay, um, sweetie? Maybe, maybe you know, uh, brush up on the, the thing that you're working in and that is, you know, then get back to me. By the way, that is my uh, uptight uh, right-wing conservative impression. That's your Karen impression. Yeah, facts don't care about your feelings. It's my Ben Shapiro impression. Except I I haven't mentioned anything about how I can't pleasure my wife. (laughs) Anyway. Well, it stated to ANN that his campaign was not a scam. He added that anime too, but developing its multi-platform app before the campaign started, and will continue to develop it afterwards, whether or not the campaign is reinstated. Well added. We have been in the process of acquiring licensing in contact with over a dozen well-known Japanese production companies to seek licensing, but the process is slow. We are working on acquiring licensing in a way we believe is right, according to our contacts in Japan. What contacts? They I don't know. Um, Where are you getting your fucking money then, George? <laughs> um. Uh, we'll get into that in the after this thing. Um, well, I also referenced the U.S. Justice Department's ongoing antitrust review of Sony's proposed the U.S. $1.175 billion acquisition of Crunchyroll from AT&T, saying to ANN, there exists a possible monopoly, and it's incredibly challenging for small companies <laughs> to enter the marketplace. <laughs> in addition, licensing is extremely complicated, especially for international distribution. It is extremely difficult to enter the marketplace as a small business, but we are doing our best to provide what we believe is the solution to the issues of the marketplace. Wait. <laughs> Did this man just, in the same breath, go, anybody who tells you that like expensive is under an NDA or lying to you? Yep. Expensive, get rid of... Okay, first off, to state, I agree with him on that part. Okay, Sony does have a monopoly. The issue is that America's antitrust laws are, are- terrible. <laughs> they don't exist. Actually, to be more specific, their antitrust laws basically don't exist. And they well, allow. I think Disney people. has control of most of the film industry right now. Exactly. People can like Disney. I can fuck with an Aladdin, that's for sure, or a Lion King. But it doesn't mean that they get to own 90% of filmmaking. Mm. Mm. They are the fucking Carnegie's or the Rockefellers of the modern age. Um, with their with their perpendicular, uh, no, their parallel management, as it's called. Um, me thinks there may be a monopoly afoot. Get the hounds, Shane. Get the hounds. I'm, I'm releasing the hounds. <laughs> Release the hounds. Woof, Release woof. the hounds. 
Okay. <laughs> Mella also stated he believes subscription-based business models will cause piracy to increase, and AnimeTube believes that advertising video on demand (AVOD) is the best business model for the industry to stop the proliferation of anime privacy. Uh, piracy. You know and before AnimeTube was also a subscription what? service under the free. It was. Oh, it, 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 it was. was it was an ad-based subscription service. Hundred percent. It was like Crunchyroll, where you could join free but have ads, but you could subscribe to not have ads. You know what? It makes sense. However, Crunchyroll, I have a bone to pick with you for a second. Okay. I have a bone to pick with you. Okay? We all know me. I'm Spencer. I pirate everything. You know? Whatever. The one time... Oh, is this, this going to be where you tried to go straight and then it yes. just told you no? <laughs> the one time I tried to buy Crunchyroll... I tried to purchase a legal streaming service to watch Kurozuka last year, the end of last year, okay? I tried to purchase it legally. I was ready. I had my, my, my Visa credit card in hand. I was ready to go. And I went, okay, create account. And I logged into the account that I made using the free demo. And I went, okay, cool. And I put in my credit card information... And it went, you can't buy Crunchyroll, uh, you have to you go through the demo. I went, I don't want to get the 14-day demo. I used my, my email, you know, I just want to buy Crunchyroll. Is it okay to just buy Crunchyroll? And I Googled, can I legally just purchase Crunchyroll? And they went, unfortunately, no. You have to go through the 14-day free period first. And then you can purchase Crunchyroll monthly. And I went, it's not letting me. So eventually, after Crunchyroll straight up telling me I was I just pirated Kurozuka. You'll love to see one The one time I attempted to go straight, the straight and narrow, follow my, my role model, best friend Shane, and 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 Brunrit, and purchase a streaming service. It told me no. Now, actually, it didn't tell you no. It said, "Here, we're gonna give you this for free for two weeks, and then you can pay us." Yeah. Now, I if you're wondering, want... frankly, my favorite part of this story, the end of it, is that uh, it, it came out due to some investigating from uh, a couple of people, uh, particularly as well. Mother's basement also looked yep. into this as well. Yeah. Guy yeah, has uh, warrants yeah. on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did it as well. Yeah, yeah. Jeff yeah, and Yazi guy has warrants on him because shit. apparently he's done this before. Uh, so, oh my god, it's like Firefest. Yep, this man's straight scamming. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> this oh man scam. This man scammed a bunch of and no, and he went to the right people too. It's funny when he he went to the right people too, like Anime Tube. He went to the people, the same people who were mad about people about Nagatoro saying "sus" in the fucking subtitle for Crunchyroll. So he was literally targeting the people who were like, "Ah, yes, we like streaming services. We just don't like Crunchyroll because you know, it's not what we want. It's not giving the subs we think are accurate." So they were targeting the incels, is what you're saying. Yep, they they scammed them out of their money. So you know what? Fair enough. That's kind of funny. Actually, you know what? They deserve it. A hundred percent, they deserve it. <laughs> this whole thing is funny. This this whole concept is funny. I mean, 
it's listen it it falls a similar through line as like Firefest, where like people that have that kind of disposable income for an obvious scam, I'm gonna laugh at you. I'm I gonna laugh. I I, I can't I, feel sorry because you did this to yourself. You really did. They really did do this themselves. My feeling when you compare this to Firefest, and in my head, I'm just thinking of a situation where there's, like, a bus full of all the people who pledged on Kickstarter. They just get dropped off in the Caribbean somewhere, and they expect to find, like, a luxurious mansion, which is a fucking anime tube with thousands of shows, and then they just get a wet-ass tent and mattress, and they're stranded for three days. <laughs> and then it just cuts t- t- to, like, Ja Rule going... We just need to spin this. We need to take this and spin it. Yeah, when when Jaw Rule on conference call was trying to say this is not a scam. We did not do anything need, illegal, and then we openly to admit to it this. being illegal. <laughs> and then, and then, and the the best part of that was his tweet when the fucking Netflix documentary came out, and he's just like, "Man, I didn't know any of this shit. I was bamboozled." <laughs> Bam. I was bamboozled. I was flummoxed. I was fucking swaffer dog, dude. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite <laughs> things about the an- anime tube thing is that not only was it a pay to it, it was a, a free to start pay to proceed streaming service, which goes against everything that you know Mr. George just said. But also it was really weird how they split up their fucking tiers because you paid a yeah. certain amount for a certain number of shows. Like Huh? It's not like a normal streaming service where you just pay a base amount for everything on the service and then you pay more for higher tiers that have better features. No, it's just, yo, you want like a sixth of what we offer? Just pay a sixth of the money. What? <laughs> That's... That's, it, it's basically just a way for... It, it's so obviously like, if this had somehow got off the ground, I wouldn't have gotten the service anyways because it sounds like horseshit. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like, also, like it sounds counterintuitive. <laughs> also, I just realized, by the way, that you could buy like a sixth of the shows, but you couldn't pick the sixth that you wanted. No, they it just give just you a random assortment a, from their library. Random... So, imagine if there's like ten shows, okay, and you pick like like two of them, two three of them, and you're like, sweet, I want Nagatoro, Bakano, and Bleach. And they go, okay, got you. Um, here's Konosuba, Yu-Gi-Oh, and fucking Monthly Girls N- N- Nozaki-kun. And you went, those aren't the ones I picked. And they went, yes, they are. <laughs> this is what you paid for, sir. It's on your, it's on your uh, transaction receipt. history. It's on the receipt. <laughs> it's on your, your uh, credit card history. And, yep, yeah, so... Uh, so the anime tube situation hilarious. It's hilarious, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I fully want to see a Fire Festival X documentary on it within the next couple years because it's so fun. Bro, get fucking uh, get Jeff, get Mother's Basement himself to d- direct it. Get fucking Jaw Rule to direct get it. Jaw Rule. <laughs> ja Rule. Okay, man, I didn't know out. any of this shit, okay, man. Wait, wait. Can I tell you my just side tangent? Can I tell you my favorite part of the Jarul stuff? So Jarul and Fifty Cent had a feud in which 
50 cent bought the tickets for the first three rows of a Ja Rule concert for himself and didn't show up. So there was an <laughs> empty three rows at the front of the concert. Res- it, it just had like a tiny little sign just reserved for 50 cent. It was so good. I love it. Yeah, anime God. 2 deserves to burn in hell and so does George. Yeah. Fucking right. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about uh let's, so let's move on to our featured anime of the podcast cuz we're done. We're done talking about the news. Let's move on to the featured anime of the podcast, which is of course Haikyuu, which is a show we've been highly anticipating talking about. So let's go let's go jump right into let's jump right into this with Haikyuu Season 2, directed by Susumu uh, uh, Mitsunaka and written by Taku Kishimoto. Um, it was, it's from, from Production IG and aired originally from, for 25 episodes from October 4th, 20, uh, 2015 to May 2nd, 20, uh, to May, March 27th, 2016. And you're currently licensed by Sentai Filmworks and you can go watch it on High Dive. Um, if you haven't seen the first season... Uh, good luck with that, because Sentai doesn't have it anymore on High Dive. For whatever reason, I don't know why. Uh, is it on Crunchy? Is it on Crunchy? Sub is on Crunchy, and also Sub and Dub are on Netflix for both seasons. Okay. Uh, so, so don't worry, but High Dive so There's a bunch reason, of places you can watch this shit, except for season one. So, as, yeah. Sentai doesn't have it, even though they own it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, even though they own it. I don't know. They need to put it back up. I'm going to yell at them on Twitter and be like, hey, where the fuck is uh, season one of Haikyuu. I need it. Um, uh, Haikyuu season two picks up pretty much exactly where season one left off after the defeat, uh, after uh, Karasuno lost to uh, 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 Alba Josai in Inahai, uh, and thus need to train up because they have one more chance of getting into nationals, which is at the spring tournament. Uh, so they need to train up train up and and get the and improve their skills before the spring tournament happen uh spring tournament so not only are they able to defeat alba josai but also so they can beat shiro tozawa who, who is the golden the, the golden the golden golden boys of volleyball in japan it's pretty much a continuation of the first season not much there in plot wise in terms of new and plot wise but the real the real treat is seeing how far how far and above second season is quality wise to season one shane how did you like second season of haikyuu haikyuu fucking whips dude haikyuu is i've said this before i've gone on record haikyuu is my favorite sports anime of all time no no fucking comparison like not even close haikyuu is my favorite and from season two onward, you can really start to see why. Because it has such a well-rounded, developed, interesting cast. Not only just the main cast, but a plethora of fantastic side characters and all the different teams. Um, its sports shenanigans are by far, I think, the best out of any sports anime I've seen. Uh, especially season two, that really starts to pick up with the the training camp arc and just seeing how far Crossno comes in terms of their game and all the new teams that they come up against in the spring tournament makes for some fantastic matches. And the ending of the season, the rematch against Alba Josai, is like, as someone who is 
caught up on both the anime and the manga, seen and read all of it. The Albedrosai rematch is like top five match in Haikyuu. Like, it, it is up there in terms of quality, and it's a banger fucking way to end this season, which is nothing but pure quality from start to finish. It's ugh, beautiful. Yeah, Spencer, what did you think of the second uh, season? This season is a masterpiece, uh, plain and simple. Honest to God, it is... I mean, just like Shane, Haikyuu, I can wholeheartedly say is my favorite and arguably the greatest sports anime ever made. Um, and season two just makes it even more apparent how incredible this, this show is. Um, there's just so much that goes into it from that absolutely heartbreaking ending of the first season where they're all just crying into their food because... They lost, and but they came so far. But as a person who's played sports, it, do, it doesn't matter how far you come or how close it is. The fact is, you lost. And that stings quite a bit, especially if it's close. And Which it was. It was super close. Super close. It was a fingertip. Which, unfortunately, they needed to learn and grow. And as we and as we'll see and talk about, they grow as a team, as individuals. I will go on record and saying this this maybe is the start of season three, definitely. But this is Sukashima's growth. Suki becomes an incredibly different character than in the first season, which I could agree. Yeah, he's a dickhead in season one. Suki's season really two, insufferable in season one. <laughs> He yeah. is, but in season yeah, I'll get, two and season three... I will actually get into Suki once we get into characters. Spencer's going to be very happy, by the way. Um, uh, we'll get Fukushima. into Suki in a bit. Yeah, uh, but, but seeing yeah. him, seeing Yamaguchi, oh, seeing... um, Yeah, Tadashi, which is... That's his Tadashi, Yamaguchi. Um, Tadashi, seeing Suki, seeing Tanaka, seeing... Daichi, Sugawara, um... Sugawara Kagi... gets development, and I was so happy to see that. Yep. I love that. Kageyama, Hinata... Yeah. Fucking, uh, even... Is it... Who's the guy that that, 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 that comes in during the, um... Fukudashi game? Inoshita. Uh, Inoshita. Inoshita, thank you. Inoshita. Oh, thinking... oh, by the way... A quiet MVP of the season, Inoshida. He's great. Yeah. What? Um, you take that. You take every character from this. Um, they grow. You take the OPs. You have two of the best OPs in the entire series. Um, oh, in the, my personal opinion. You got the best um, one. And this season's just a masterpiece, put bluntly. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, Season two of Haikyuu is so much better than the first season that it makes the first season look like poo-poo in comparison. And I really, really like the first season a lot. But this second season is exactly what I wanted the first season to be. Uh, and and I can safely say that Haikyuu is now in like what I like to call the trifecta of sports shows for me. It's like this, Kuroko no Basuke, and Ace of Diamonds are, like, the three sports shows that I can point to. I'm like, watch these three, please. Like, 
Go watch these ones because these are everything I love about sports shows when done correctly. Uh, and Haikyuu, particular for this season, what I think it does really well is build on what was good about the first season and just continue that and tune out the stuff that didn't quite work. Animation's better. There's less reused animation. It's still there, but there's not as much of it anymore. The music, uh, the like, it feels more polished. The character, the characters get more time to shine. It's less. It's more well-rounded. It's far more of an ensemble, like it should be. Arcs are better paced. It fair. It flows a lot better. Like it, it, it feels and it feels a lot more polished. And I think that is why it works as a sequel so as second season so well. It takes what it fixes any of the small lingering issues I have and still kind of have with that first season, gets rid of them. And now we just have the good shit. And that's what I love about it. And that's why it's so fucking good. Let's talk about favorite episodes now because there's a quite a bit to choose from. But Shane, what episode from season two sticks out to you the most as the if you think is the best episode of the season? I was stuck between two. And uh, spoilers, they're both during the Alba Josai match, of course. Um, I, I was going to say which Alba Josai Yeah, which episode. Alba Josai episode. Um, it was between two for me. Um, but in the end, I always went back to this one because I feel like it's the perfect climax of the season. That's episode 24. Absolutely. Let's switch. This is my favorite, too. Because this yeah. is exact. Two seasons have been building to this one moment. And mm, it's oh. done so well too. It's done like, so perfectly. Like the end of the Alba Josai match is like top tier moment in Haikyuu. Like it's even like I said, as someone who's watched and consumed all of Haikyuu, the end of this match is up there as one of the absolute best moments in the entire series. When everything comes together and they get that one last point and Oikawa just barely misses the receive and then so it's such a great cultivation of everything both season one and season two have been building up to all the growth all the training and all the payoff just in one climactic moment it's just fucking amazing yeah it's it's fantastic it's fantastic it's that moment it's it's, it's it, this is what happens when you have a show that's well paced like IQ and Kurokuro, another Kuroko Basket, which is another sports show I really love, does the same thing. Where characters will lose a, like certain matches, but that makes the rematches so much more impactful. And if they're paced well, it can give you that like triumphant final moment. And Kurokuro Basket does that really well. This does this really well. Uh, particularly Kaikyu does it really well because we had been building up the Alba Josai match for like two seasons at this point. Um, and then when the match finally does come and seeing them finally beat them through strategy, through intelligence, and, and just sheer badassery on the part of Kanata, actually. Um, just great, great shit. Like, it's just like, it's everything I want in a sports show. Spencer, what is your favorite episode of season two? Well, Spencer died. Um, well, uh, uh, so we'll save his. <laughs> we'll say his best episode is the same as ours, so we can keep talking about it. Uh, one thing I actually wanted to mention, uh, going back to that episode, is I love how well Haikyuu does scrambles. Like 
In every big match in Haikyuu, at the end, there's always a scramble between the two teams trying to get that last point. And I think Haikyuu does that really intense, like, last-minute scramble really well. Specifically this one, where, like, both teams are going into overdrive. Oikawa fucking face plants into the side table to receive that ball. It's just... Oh, it's so good, dude. It's, it's so good. And they only get better from here. Like, the scrambles in the big matches just keep getting better. And it just inevitably leads to even more, like, climactic moments than even this. It's Haikyuu the GOAT, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> All I have to say is that the Alba Josai match is so good from this season. Like, uh, season, like I love the Alba Josai match in Season 1, but I this one's leagues better. Uh, yeah. Because it feels far more... Like because the stakes are much higher too. If say, they yeah, lose the this, they're gone. Yeah. yeah, they're uh, done. Spencer, yeah, Spencer. What's your favorite episode of the season? Um, it's tough. There's a lot of really good episodes in this. I mean, like I could go with like, like episode I think was eleven. No, uh, seven. I, I like I could go with seven, which was the whole stuff about Suki's backstory with with his brother. I could go with some of the Fukudami sh- stuff, but I I need to go with episode 24, uh, the uh, the absolute limit switch. Oh, yeah, this is ours. So the same it. as ours, it, okay. Yes, yeah. just, just because it's such a perfect episode. Just everybody gets their time. I mean, I just, how, how much more can I say than what you guys have probably said, other than the fact that this is, one of the best matches in the show, hands down. Yeah, like, like top five matches, like the whole series. Top five matches, like top ten high moments. I mean, there's just so much going into this. Everybody plays their part, and it's such a good feeling when they finally hit that quick attack. And the, the sound design that goes into this show, like, it, they make that hit that 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 quick attack sound like a bullet as it just right it, and it hits and it freezes and you see everybody's trying to go for it on Abu Joe's side and they can't that's it game's over a game can end that quickly and you will never notice and that's what I love about episode 24 yeah it's yeah, it's great it's some it's so so good let's talk about characters because uh haikyuu uh is like every it, you 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 know you know why haikyuu's a shonen because there's like 10 billion characters um, and all of them are great oh uh there's 10 billion characters you have to remember all of their names i love i love shonen trying to remember the names of like okay so me writing me writing down each team being like okay who's who uh fucking keeping like a notepad trying to figure shit out uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, Shane, who's your favorite character from season two, particularly this season? Uh, <laughs> my favorite, favorite this season? my favorite character of season two of Haikyuu is the ace of Fukurodani, Bokuto. Are you Bo- talking about Ian Sinclair? Yes, I'm talking about Ian Sinclair. Bokuto. Oh, Bokuto! Yeah. Bokuto is yeah. awesome. Bokuto is awesome. So much. He sounds very similar in the sub, so I, I, 
I was happy when I watched. He's the voiced OPA. by Riho Kimura in the sub, who is the voice of uh, Kisei in Kuroko no Basket. Mm. Now you know okay. why I like him so much because I fucking love Kisei. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. Kisei was my favorite in Kuroko too. So hey, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Bokuto yeah, is a great character great. for so many reasons. Uh, one, his design is out there; like he stands out, which works for his character. Two, uh, he's charismatic as fuck. Like every time he's on screen, he just steals every scene. Uh, three, he is an idiot and as a bona fide idiot myself i can relate um and lastly he his dynamic like his actual gimmick is really interesting to me because he's the ace of fukurodani one of the best schools in the prefecture one of the best aces in all of japan uh he's arrogant he's overly cocky but he also has a super fragile ego so if anything no matter how big or how small goes wrong in any way he just completely shuts down and he becomes his a emo fate as yeah. they call it his emo phase like he, he like he's so used it's to being yeah. he's so used to being this like cocky arrogant ace not afraid to like get up in anyone's face and tell them how great he is but then just like the smallest thing goes wrong and he's just completely depressed and i I love it because it adds such an interesting dynamic to his otherwise, like, really lighthearted, quirky character. Uh, Bokuto's great, man, and he just gets better from here. Bokuto sticks around in a big way, and I I love him so much. He is my big fucking dumb himbo. <laughs> he is a himbo. You know, you've never said anything more true. Nah, duh, Bokuto's Bet- a himbo. Dude. Okay, okay. Between him and... And Ichiban, who do you think's the bigger himbo? Ichiban. Oh, no, no, I gotta go Bokuto, man. <laughs> you think Bokuto is the I'm bigger himbo? I'm thinking Bokuto, because you know what? Ichi, for as dumb as he can come off as, I beat like a dragon. And he, he what he lacks in intellectual smarts, he makes up for in street smarts and a lot of heart. Here's, well, he's a Yakuza. Of course he has Here's what smarts. I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I agree. Bokuto is more himbo. However... Ichiban is Unga Bunga. Uh, Ichi, <laughs> Ichi is a monkey. Ichi is gorilla. He, he is Unga Bunga. A go il, a gorilla. Gorilla. Alright. Spencer, who's your favorite character? Oh, you have it's to fucking, ask. It's Keisukashima. It was the same as. No, no sorry. What, what's Spencer, you're happy to say that I actually agree with you. Yeah! We got another on the side of Keisukashima. Okay. Okay, what a I complete one eighty. Wow, what we're doing? Is, we're doing so, foreshadowing on this podcast now. Yeah, I am. I am so happy that Suki that Suki got the screen time he did because one of my major issues with him in the first season was that one, yeah, he was a dickhead, but he wasn't on screen enough to justify him being a dickhead. So whenever he was on screen, I was like, I just didn't care for him. He gets more screen time here. So getting to learn how he ticks and getting him development makes him infinitely more interesting. And the fact that he is a complicated, like three dimensional character makes him one of the best characters in this show. And I and he gets some of the best moments of the season. I'd argue Dude, as well. Th- there are so many moments with Suki. What did you think of when you found out his backstory about his brother? I felt so bad. Like I felt so bad for him. 
Like I don't I like it's weird it's it's weird that I could do a such a one eight turn or like one eighty turn around on a character like this. because uh, I normally don't. Uh and it but like is like but like just like I think that goes to a testament of how good Haku's character writing actually is. I was gonna say the writing, the writing and directing characters. and I'll get more into it when I go into just general positives with this season. Um, but production IG might be one of the most just consistently good animation studios, not just from an anime perspective, but from like from an animation perspective, sorry, but from like a, a character perspective, like I really like production IG. I can say, you know, some of their shows are incredible, but for the most part, when I think production IG, I just think consistency. They're a consistently good studio. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, no. When, when I can tell you, when I, when I was first watching and I watched the second season, I got to the part where Suki, for those of you who, who don't know, Sukushima has an older brother who went to Karasuno around the time of the Tiny Giant. And Suki looked up to his brother. His brother was an ace in middle school and on the volleyball team and went to cross no and kept on telling Suki that he's the ace that he got to play that he got a bunch of spikes that he he's been doing really good and Sukushima looked up to his look up to his brother in a way he still kind of does but at that when, when he was that age he was excited to just be a part of his life and then he sneaks out to a game and his brother isn't on the court and he's trying to find where his brother is. And he looks across and he sees in the cheering section his brother. Not in the game. Not even on the bench. But standing in the stands. And it breaks his heart. And not just Suki's heart. It breaks his brother's heart. To the point where that scene of him in his room just crying and just just cuddle, like clutching the volleyball to his chest as he's just crushed. His brother is crushed about Suki seeing him like that. And Tsukushima has to deal with that. But as this season goes on, especially episode 7, Moonlight, where Yamaguchi just goes nuts, Tadashi loses his shit on Suki and basically tells him to grow up and start treating this like a game and start paying attention to his teammates because we're the only people you have on that court. And all of that goes to the very end when Tadashi is serving his, his jump floats. And the part that, made, that like warms my heart and is making me kind of smile right now is when he lands that jump float and then they serve it back and Tadashi saves it and they get the point. And... Suki grabs the ball with a slight smile and he's just like, now do it again. Like, he's starting to like volleyball. And that's something that kind of goes into the third season, which has his best moment that I've seen so far. Uh, number one Suki moment is in season three. But yeah. I'm going to let... Yeah, but I'm going to let Matt talk a bit more about this, because I've talked a bit more, and we all know how much I love Tsukushima. So, Matt, 
what made you turn around on this dickhead? It's lovable. Just the dickhead. writing, just the way it's presented, mostly. Yeah, it's the kind of case of reframing, the, it's like reframing the narrative uh, to not necessarily like change. They don't change his personality at all, which is no. what I think. No, which is what I think works about it. They don't change his personality at all. Instead, they just reframe the narrative and they fo- focus it on him, which makes for a more compelling epi- which makes for a more compelling character from him and the fact that he steals pretty much the entire first distance of the entire first arc because half of it's about him and and then so like when he is on screen now it's it's more interesting and more exciting now when he's on screen which is why i which is why he's my favorite character he was my favorite character to follow this season kageyama is still my favorite overall though um obviously but i still suki's up there and there's a lot of other characters too that i really liked but with the best must come a worst chain who's your least favorite character this season for haikyuu <laughs> okay i'm gonna have to do some justifying for this one because this one's oh. wacky <laughs> oh boy all right and i'm probably gonna have to explain this just in case um <laughs> My pick for my least favorite character in this season is Takeru's entire family. Really? Dude. Takeru's entire family. Okay. I don't know. The okay. background characters that don't do anything. Okay. Keep in mind, I don't know how annoying they were in. I only know how annoying they were. In Japanese, they in Japanese, I didn't actually find. Not gonna lie, I actually didn't find them that annoying. So that's why I'm a little like, t- what? What? Okay, so explain, Shane. So do your okay. uh, do do your word wizardry. Okay, so for context, uh, Takeru is the captain of Wakutani South, who cr- crossed no fight in the second round of the spring tournament. Takeru is accompanied by his entire family, his mother, his father, and all of his siblings who come to every single one of his games. And a baby. And a baby right up in in the stands, and they just go ham. They just cheer for this guy literally every second of the game. And the reason I chose them, (laughs) all of them, as a unit for my least favorite character is because I literally honestly thinking back on the season could not pick an individual character that I didn't like to some degree. Meanwhile, these fucks are just over here in the fucking bleachers, just hooting and hollering to their hearts content. And every time they make them the focus of the scene, I'm like, can we please get back to the match? I don't want. I don't want to see the fucking camaraderie. <laughs> I don't want to see fucking the the Beverly Hillbillies out here, <laughs> up in the stands. I love the way that I don't want to see the camaraderie out of context. And I'm just gonna say this right now: Shane hates supportive families. I yeah. hate <laughs> friends and family. Out of context, Shane hates friends, family, uh, a support group. And good parents. I hate literally all positive human connection. Shane, Shane sees that a family is supporting their child. Poo! <laughs> I want to see the ball go boom. I want to see watched, him lose. Shane watched Sarazanmai and went, "Ah, yes, 
No more human connections. No, never. <laughs> I want to connect, but I'm also tired of this bullshit. <laughs> I want to connect, but I don't own a Microsoft Connect, so I cannot. <laughs> I I uh, I want to connect, but I cannot put two pieces thing two pieces of an object together. I want to connect, but I cannot put round peg and square hole. I want to connect, but I cannot put square round square orange. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Orange, keep give, me, give me keep orange. Or Thank you. I have to try to get that discography. <laughs> me orange, give me eat orange, eat me, give me you. <laughs> Spencer, who's your least favorite? Me eat orange, me Nim. His name was Nim Chimsky, by the way. He's having uh, a he's having a mental breakdown. <laughs> having a stroke. And the answer, by the way, his longest sentence was, give orange me, give eat, <laughs> give me you. 16 words. Congratulations, Nick. Congratulations. Um, uh, similarly, I genuinely can't think of a bad character this arc, so I'm just going to go with the Alba Josai, uh, no, I know. I'm gonna go with the Fukuradani cheering section because they don't have to cheer. Oh, so I get the stink eye when I choose like someone's family, but Spencer picks family all. shape. No, 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 no. Time out. The yours is different. You have a that one's a supportive family. They go out to every game supporting their child and their their or their sibling. They, what do you, you know think who those are? What do you think fuck a cheering fuck squad is? Fuck one. Fuck one. <laughs> These are a this bunch is, of this man picks an our literal army of cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, and but the I'm the one this. who's the bad guy. Yes, because you are you are singling out a supportive family for supporting their great son who is good at volleyball, and I am choosing a bunch of chuckle fucks who can't decide on a good cheer for their school. You know. Alba Josai has a great cheer. You know, go, 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 say go, Joe. Go, 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 That's a great Joe. cheer. Okay. Karasuno, fight. It's a great cheer. You know, yeah. uh, Fukuradani, can't even remember it. Garbage cheer, garbage cheering squad, fire them all out of a cannon, they lose. <laughs> fire them all. <laughs> Individually or as a unit? Because that would be a big cannon. All right. Uh, I have to do some justification for mine. Uh, because well, we uh, all had to do that, Matt. So well, don't because worry about because it. I love all the cast and char characters, even like because the show does a great job with its other teams. Because you can't hate the other teams because they're too likable, which is what makes the matches so good. But you can't. So instead, my least favorite character doesn't even go to a character. It goes to Taku Kishimoto, the writer, for ending the show where ending the season where he did because what? I was pissed off. What? In a in a completely unprecedented turn, the worst character is the writer. The worst character in this anime is the real-life person who made it. <laughs> because he ended the season where he did, and I and I want it, and I was like, you can't, why end it there? <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am big just, mad. Just wait till over the top, Matt. <laughs> no! Just wait till to the top. Oh, you're going to be in so much pain. I don't know why he ended it there. When he ended it down, like, 
Where's the next episode? I don't think I know there's another episode. It's called season three. But like at the same time, it's like where's the, where is it? <laughs> Imagine watching this weekly. Imagine watching this as it came out and the ending there. Yeah, that's how I felt when oh. I watched To the Top and then I read the manga. <laughs> I didn't realize Shane that it it was the same writer. That fucker did it twice. He did it twice, dude. <laughs> he did it. That that, twice. that fucker did it twice. Uh, speaking of fuckers, uh, let's talk about stuff that's good about the show um what a uh, what a like segue the, <laughs> like the animation oh yeah it's, anima- it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's predictable it's predictably great um so much it, it it'd be great albeit only issue with the show is that it, they still reuse a lot of animation more so than i like them to use um there's a lot of reused animation here um yeah I get it, but that's a staple for IQ, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, staple for IQ. I hear it goes down in season three and into the top. I hear it's not as bad as in those, um, but uh, it's better than it is in the first season. The first season had so much of it, uh, like a lot of it. This is this doesn't have as much of it, and I appreciate the fact that it doesn't have as much of it, and the animation that is there is fluid and it looks really great and. It's dynamic, and I love the art style of this show so much. It only gets better. Shane, those those fucking smear frames. Oh yeah, on Oikawa's serve, dude. I was yeah, I was gonna the say frames, the, yeah. my favorite part about the animation is like the varying styles that it shifts to in pivotal moments. Like the art style will change yeah. on a whim depending on the character that it's focusing on, and it's like. There's like ink smears. There's like blots. There's like action lines. There's so, there's so many different approaches to the animation, and it I every it single big feel... every single big moment is just ugh, yeah. Ugh. And I think it also a kind of almost like an an intimate touch to certain characters, like 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 Oikawa has the the smear of just his serve and just. His arm basically creates a long C with the way that it's animated because it's so fluid and, like, elastic. And it shows that, you know, his arm is doing some crazy shit and his service is going to have some power, even if it lacks accuracy. And then, you know, you go to, uh, well, it's my phone case, but the thing that happens in Season 3, Shane, uh, Mm -hmm. how that's animated... Um, and just, just aside from that, you know, another big plus to sound design, like the show sounds really good. Like, it sounds nothing... like a, it sounds like a fucking volleyball game. Which yeah. It, it like sounds a, like a volleyball game mixed with guerrilla warfare. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of like gun sound effects, but like. That's ironic because Hinata gets a fucking gun at one point. I wish I was joking. <laughs> I, I I wish I was joking. I wish I was joking. Well, I am being a hundred percent sincere. Hinata gets a gun at one point in the show. That's 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 incredible. Yo, is it yo? He's having. He has a Glock, dude. No, he's, he's got a fucking gonna, AK, dude. He's gonna oh, fucking. He's AK, ready to fucking man. spray and pray. He's gonna Yo, he's gonna fucking dude. kill Kageyama. Finally. Um, actually, I think no, if finally. I, I'll be finally. upset. If I remember correctly, he actually dual wields too. That's 
But no, um, just a lot of the small things in this show just really work. Like the small character in animations of like people's faces and people's actions to like the more dramatic beats where like like the scene where Tadashi like grabs Suki by like the shirt is like this like really kind of aggressively fluid and like fluidly animated scene where he like grabs him and like starts shaking him and it's like it doesn't feel like janky it feels like like one smooth motion and it's i've talked a lot of praise about haiku i mean i was talking praise about haiku before shane started watching haiku uh that's correct he did much like bungo this is a show that i got shane to watch correct on a whim on a whim i'm just like you know shane likes hot-blooded sports uh just hot-blooded shonen in general i think he'd like haikyuu i mean he liked bungo i think he'd like haikyuu turns out yeah shane liked haikyuu he yeah, really, really likes haikyuu yeah, really like haikyuu um uh, honestly, the scene with the animation that impressed me the most was Kageyama and Hinahara's fight that they had during the first oh, half yeah. of the show. Uh, mm -hmm. Which is really dynamic and fluid and it really emphasized the emotion of that fight. Because you, can, you, felt... you, you can tell there's some rotoscoping in there, too, because of how it, yeah. how it how how they move. Yeah, and it's really well, it's really, really well done. Because um, that's, that, that's, the, that's the moment that got me, uh, particularly in terms of animation shane is there anything in particular you want to talk about from this season that you really liked um well there's two things separately i want to talk about um separate from that though going back to the animation real quick my two favorite instances of animation going back to what i was talking about about the varying styles um for a mad dog serve when he just fucking yoinks that shit oh yeah because not only do they animate mad dog is like this like <laughs> this pissed off just ink smear just going ham but this fact that even in the actual game he's still animated that way like as soon as he approaches the net he like stands out he's completely different from the rest of the characters and i think that's a really nice attention to detail to show like the intensity of his serve and also that one instance where uh kagiyama dumps the ball and then oikawa like mad dashes to try and dig it up and like he becomes really sketchy line art to really show like the mad dash to him trying to dig up the ball and him failing to do so. It's just a couple great moments animation wise there. Um, yeah. Two two things I want to talk about in terms of what I love about this show. Uh, first off, the fucking music. Yuki yeah. Hayashi. Yuki Hayashi doing what he does yeah, best. Fucking fucking um fucking uh Haikyuu and MHA are among my both among my favorite anime shot tracks of all time. I love both of them. And it's all Yuki Hayashi's a big part of that. Uh I I know that I know he does Haikyuu with somebody else though. And I wanna give uh, props to Asami Tachibana as well, who is his co composer for Haikyuu. Because uh, he does he does MHA individually, but on Q he does it he does it with Asami Tachibana, and I want to also give praise to them because they are also equally as responsible uh, for the great soundtrack on play here. Because uh, it's really, really great. It's good shit. 
it's it's incredible i love the use of instrumentation like the really mm-hmm. upbeat orchestra mixed with the the smattering of the drums that's just it, it makes a sound that i really really like and i think wor- works perfectly with this kind of hot-blooded sports mm-hmm. fuck i can't remember the other thing i wanted to talk about legit it just like it, the, it, it, it the, exited my cranium the eye catches oh, yeah, continue to be the best they are just the same as the first season mm-hmm. my favorite okay my favorite eye catch unironically is the one with uh tanaka and hinata where um tanaka serves and he knocks over the water bottle and, and he, he just, just rips takes his, his shirt, off. shirt off <laughs> runner up is um with kyoto where she just serves and sticks up the peace sign and hits the the water bottle and the two and Kagiyama and Hinata just lose their mind. So Tanaka, T- Tanaka and Hinata just lose their minds. Like so many of those are, are great. The one where um, Asahi goes to serve and he just gets rolling thundered. Yeah, rolling by thunder. Noya, but by rolling Noya, thunder, rolling thunder. Thank so you for good. bringing up the eye catches, Spence, for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. One, because they're really good. And two, it made me remember the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I really like, which is the humor in Haikyuu. Oh, yeah. This season is hilarious. Oh, I it's love it. so fucking funny. Like, I know it's not it's not a comedy, but God, Haikyuu is one of the only instances in anime that really blends that kind of quirky slapstick humor into the more dramatic stuff really well. Like... I'm thinking of all the gags, like the gags where they cut away to like the almost chibi-esque characters and those really like fluffy backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a single one that missed. Like honestly, every time they my, do those one gags, one of my I, favorite they gags is so when hard. they're like, "It, it was it who was looking at?" I think it was Suki. Suki's looking at Hinata, and Hinata was eating breakfast, and Suki's like, and fucking Suki's just like, why are you eating so fast? And all you hear from Hinata is just, <laughs> and then fucking just, <laughs> and the subtitles are intellectual, like there's nothing from them. There's nothing there. Dude, dude, even in the sub, it's like that. But, yeah, sorry, yeah. the dub. But the, I also, I mean, I have watched the sub for a bit, but I want to give a, a special shout out to the dub specifically, because the how great. the dub, how the dub handles this comedy, is incredible. It, like it, incredible. it's one of the best. It's one of the best instances of localization and translation because, God, they're so much funnier in the dub. Like the the jokes mm-hmm. are just sway funnier because they just and, they just go for it. They just... Yeah, and like one of the. One of the ones that sticks out in my mind is fucking Hinata when he goes to the washroom. He has a song in the dub. Pee. I got to sprinkle I where sprinkle I tinkle. I tinkle. I got to pee. Like, it's just a song that he sings. But the an, another great one is whenever a character is mentioned, like they mention Oikawa a couple times. Like, Kageo mentions Oikawa. Oikawa. And it cuts to Oikawa, and he just starts sneezing, and it's just like, what? And then it cuts back, like like nothing ever happened. No, I think yeah. I, there's another one of those where it, it, 
they mention Oikawa when they cut to him and he sneezes like, oh, it feels really chilly in here. And then one of the other Alba Josai guys is like, if you catch a cold, I'm kicking your ass myself. <laughs> <laughs> remember? That was yo, uh, remember- not, not Kuro, but the other guy. Yeah. For Alba yeah. yeah. Remember when Daichi fucking dies? Daichi dies, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, you think Douchy? all the deaths in Infinity Douchy. War and Endgame were big? Oh, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Daichi. Daichi fucking, fucking dies, bruh. Multiple. Dude, when I first saw that scene, when I watched it, my heart fucking sank. And the episode ends on there, too, so it's yeah. like, yeah. Ah. It's the cliffhanger. It's all, it's like just pain. And fucking, oh god! And just, just Tanaka feels so bad afterwards. Like it's like not his fault though. Like, it's, yeah, it's not, not his, his fault, fault because they were both just going for the ball. Mm-hmm. But also, if you guys, if you guys felt that shook by uh, Daichi eating shit, you are not ready for some of the stuff that's coming up. <laughs> you are into not the ready. top. Uh, not not even to the top beyond that. Because there's one moment in the manga past season four that literally Will it had ever get me, adapted though. Literally had me visibly shook. Like, will it actually I'm, get adapted though? Who knows? It took a while to get to, to the top, but the manga's done, and if they really wanted to, they could. Who knows? Um, I I want to just a couple things I want to talk about. One, uh, both OP slap. Mm-hmm. Um, a fly high supremacy. Yeah, yeah, particularly the second one because it's burnout syndrome. Did you and they mean can uh, my life? Tobe fly high. I said, "Don't you know them? Mommy, daddy, hackers, and the Ima Senbu Senbu." Okay, so Tobe fly, to cut to fly. It's 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 really good. I still prefer. I'm a believer. I still prefer that. Over fly high. However, both are really good. They're Honestly, both, every bo- every OP from this season on is just top tier. Yeah, just band, it's just good shit. It's good shit for the OP. OPs are really good. Um, I love a lot of the new cast that they introduced this season. A lot of the um, new I teams think, are great. <laughs> new, new, you know, like all yeah, all of the new teams they I'm it, sorry, it, Matt. Are great. Shane. New teams? Uh don't you mean Tanaka's sister? Tanaka's sister Big titty (laughs) Yeah Uh, Big titty Oneson Yes Yeah Shane A.K.A. Shane's wife Uh, I I, I revert to my uh, Primal form When I see Psycho Listen You can take Psycho If I can have Lev's sister You can have Lev's sister Lev's sister is also Very nice Very very nice Um Great. Uh, I I introduce a lot of great characters. I actually think, in terms of new characters, I think that introducing Yachi at the beginning of the season was a stroke of brilliance because because Yachi won not only being a really great character but also great way to int- reintroduce you to the world of High Q because she's a character who doesn't know anything and she's, she's a all- great way for newcomers to jump in. Uh, she's almost like, a, like an audience surrogate character because she's like. Yeah. It, y- Yachi really is written from like the perspective of the viewer who's just taking all this in and learning about volleyball with the team, and I think it, she's she's a great supporting character. I love I her. Actually she's... Think, I actually think I actually think have I think Yachi introducing her actually really helps because that the first season I think lacked an audience surrogate character in a way, 
everyone already kind of knew about volleyball. So it was like, it was kind of like a case of like, you kind of had to, there's a lot of terminology being thrown at you. And yeah, they explained it. So it wasn't a huge deal, but like you got, like you needed to like, you really pay attention. But now we have Yachi, who's an audience surrogate character there. So it's like, okay, now we actually have someone to ground us and actually understand what's going on in a way. Uh, who is she voiced by in uh, Japanese in sub? Uh, in the sub? I was. I thought you were gonna ask Dub. Um, no, it's I don't think she's in the dub. Uh, it's Brittany Kavaski. In the sub, she's voiced by Sumaya Murahashi, uh, okay. who is the voice. No, who is the voice of? Uh, she's Stella from H and Magus, and she's Emma from Promise Neverland. Okay, um, that's okay. Uh, uh, because she is literally two years younger than both of us, Spencer. She's twenty-two. She's twenty-two. She's born in, in ninety-nine. Wow, I God, feel you uh, fucking meaning that she was voicing Yachi in High Q when she was around. I want to say like fucking sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, yeah, sixteen. So she's... like she was of age. Um, uh, like a character. Period, she does yeah, a fantastic job, too. This was also the first time that I have listened to a Brittany Karbowski, uh voice and not wanted to tear my ears out. I don't understand because it's literally the same as Brittany every other one of really her performances. Good, though. What? No, 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 she's really good, but I hated her. Mm-hmm. Paprika? What was her name? Paprika. 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 That's I think it, you just, Spencer, I just think it's you don't like Poppycut. I think that's the. I think, I that's think just yeah. That. And, I think that's the gist of it. I think I because uh, I think he, you sent me her 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 sub after. Yeah, no, I think I just genuinely didn't like Poppycut. Um, so, but you but you projected onto Brady because I'm, I'm I'm over sorry. here like yo Yachi is no different than any other of her roles. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I know. I'm sorry, Mrs. Karbowski. Um... Bro, her is, state, is gonna, her state is going to sue us for defamation. Yeah, defamation. No, yeah, it, it, it's going to be your not, fault. It's, it's slander, dude. I'm it's a, slander. It's not because I'm apologizing. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes uh, me okay. <laughs> Yeah, it does. No, um, I'm sorry. I just I'm... didn't like Poppyka. Oh, I just you. didn't like. Uh, I was straight up about to call her p- paprika. Um, yeah, paprika and cocoa uh, powder and cocoa powder. But no, um, Yachi was a great surrogate character for the beginning, kind of to relearn the rules of volleyball. Get yourself um, a friendship like Hinata and Yachi. Dude, the fact that she understands his stupid made-up language of going, you know, whoosh, the ball goes and chew and whoosh and <laughs> and and ka-chow, and she's... Kablam! Wow, ka-chow. Wow. Wow. You too can look like me. Wow. Shut up. Is there anything that you don't like about the No, next question. <laughs> okay. Matthew, the only thing I any... don't like is that it ends. <laughs> yeah, okay. because he named the writer his least favorite character. <laughs> character. <laughs> Give me more. More. And also. The, yeah, and also standard problems with most second seasons that end like this. The story's not done. Um, and it won't be done for some time, if ever. It won't be done. I have to wait till season three. And season three is up next, which I know season three is a match. So three, season three is literally yeah. the the finals for the spring tournament, and it is 
amazing. It's just a it ten is, episode match against Shiro it is, Yeah, it is ten episodes against Shiro Torizawa, in which you have Torizawa, in which you have. Um, does burnout syndrome does just do the op for that, or is that? Yeah, they do. Uh, right? I think they okay, do. They do. They do, yes. Okay. I love that um, opening too. I've grown on that so it's, much. It's I've grown on that one as well. I, I used to not like it, but I've kind of grown on it. Um but no, it's ten episodes, it's one match, it has the best Tsukushima Tsukushima moment. Um one of the best scrambles. Yep, one of the best scrambles. Um it's just grade A shit. So I think we're ready for final scores. Yeah, I think we are. Okay, uh Matthew. Yes. What is your score why, for Haikyuu? Why did Spencer take two? over? Why? Um, yeah, I was wondering, like, what the... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because whatever, I've had three... Whatever, uh, this season I've had, uh... it, this season gets the coveted 11 out of 10 from me. Okay. Um, oh, fuck, okay, I wasn't expecting Yeah, that. I love this. I fucking love this. This was... Su- this is what I wanted the first season to be. Why didn't they give this me from the start? I'm just being petty now, but, like... Ah! Love this. Love this. Spencer, what do you give it? Oh, I give it an 11, maybe even a 12. Uh, You're not going to give it a 12. I will give it a fucking 12. I call bullshit. Call it bullshit. 11 11 is our coveted, like, best of the best ranking. 11 out of 10. Um, Honest to God, this might be peak sports shonen. This might just be peak shonen. Um, this might be this peak, peak, peak anime. This is just peak anime. Move it's, over, it's just Cowboy Bebop, peak FLCL, fiction. uh, other shows I've given a 10 out of 10. High Q is the new shit. Uh, but no, honest to God, 11 out of 10. It's, it's spectacular from episode 1 to episode 24. Like, perfect. Yeah, it's, 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 it's what, you know, it is what we in the business like to call. Kino. Kino. It peak is raw and goaded. Okay, okay, Shane. But should the high Q be in the Criterion Collection? On yes. you know what? They give don't me... have movies. They don't have shows, though. So the, mm, give me they a put the recap movies in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, honestly, I would take that. I, I legit <laughs> would take that. No, give me a big fuck you Godzilla sized box set. <laughs> the Criterion. Give me fucking every episode just smushed together. Like including yeah, OPs and EDs, just smush just it all take, together onto take one. Take all four onto five seasons. Discs. Take all four seasons mm-hmm. and edit them together into like a twelve-hour movie. <laughs> you know what? That. I'd fucking watch it. I don't give a I'd shit. I'd watch. It. I don't give a shit. I got time. I don't, what do you think? I have a life. No. Bro, the longest movie the they is, got yes, on I the Criterion is like five hours. So whatever. Fucking. Fucking. What? Whatever. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Fucking. <laughs> Shane. Thank you, your shirt. All right, all right. Let's move on to our random anime generated. If you don't know how this works, we rotate every I didn't week. Get, I didn't uh, give it a pod- score. Oh yeah, you didn't give it a score. What are you gonna give it? I'm not getting it an eleven. I'm gonna give it the ten because it's incredible. I'm not gonna go to eleven just yet. Okay. Next time we cover, you're gonna wait to season I'm three. Gonna, okay, I'm gonna tell yeah, you. Next time we cover high Q, which I don't know when that's gonna. Years? We, do not, we do not know when we're covering Haikyuu next, so do not ask us. Uh, in yes. fact, if you ask us, we will delay it. So I will actually we will, ban we will you. Deny it. <laughs> I will ban you from the Twitter, from the Reddit, from the LinkedIn page, dude. Banned. Yeah, the Gap is no longer checking you out on LinkedIn. 
Mm-mm. No, he will. No, no, he will not. Now we move on to the random anime generator. Uh, if you don't know how this works, every podcast we rotate between a pick with me and Shane, and random anime generator for what our next featured anime of the podcast will be. Haiku season two was my pick. Um, yes, my pick, not Shane's. Um, uh, oddly enough, uh, but it was. But now we move on to the random anime generator. Now we still have metas we can use. We have uh, Spencer. Uh, uh, Spencer has already used his. Mm-hmm. But me and Shane have metas. I am not using mine. Shane, do you wish to use your meta? <clears throat> ding, 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 ding. I'm redeeming my meta, Matt. All right. What do we got? What do you What do you want to put in? What do you want to plug run, in, Shane? Run me through this. Run me through each step. Okay. So let's, uh, run, let's run through this. Okay, so TV ratings. What do you All want? ratings doesn't matter. All ratings. Episodes. Uh, between 1 and 11. 1 and 11. Actually, okay. between 2 and 11, just in case. Yeah, 2 and 11. Okay. How many is what score? Uh, between an 8.5 and a 9. That That's high. Um, release, when, when was it released? Uh, between 2014 and 2015. Okay. And which genres? What genres do you want to include? I want drama. I want psychological. Psychological, seinen, seinen, and I want sports, sports, okay. and exclude everything else, and exclude everything else. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, so run, run, run that by me again. Run that back to me. I'm still excluding shit because there's so much. There's a lot of shit. There are now, many, dude. many genre. Hmm. Man, he's still going at it. Okay, so there were so many uh, genre. Yeah, no, there, there was quite a bit. Yes, uh, because he only picked four. Um, so all TV ratings between two and eleven episodes. Yep. Uh, uh, between score between eight point five and nine. Yep. Released between twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. Yep. Including drama, psychological, scene, and sports, and excluding yep. everything else. That is correct. Okay. I am generating the anime now. Was your meta ping pong the animation? It was in fact ping pong the animation. We're going back to Yuasa, second Yuasa show of the year. Let us the, go. By the way, this is the second meta that has been a Yuasa show. Yeah, Yuasa, the king himself. Let's read the description. The hero comes, the hero comes, the hero comes. Can't these words in your mind, and it'll surely come to you. This mantra is what Makoto Shikimoto would be as a source of motivation when he fights through the stress of not only grueling ping pong matches, but also situations in his life. Koto doesn't fight alone. He and his friend Yukata Hoshino, nicknamed Smiley, Smile and Peko respectively, are two boys grown up playing ping pong together nearly every day. Peko, brimming with confidence, aims to be the best table pl- tennis player in the world. Smile, on the other hand, shows little ambition. Nevertheless, the two have always stuck together with a bond built upon their mutual love. For this sport. Every year, students from all across Japan gather for an inter-high table tennis competition to achieve national international stardom. Due intense training and competition, only the very first persevere. From the avant-garde director of Tatami Galaxy, Masaki Iwasa, Ping Pong the Animation serves as a tale of ambition with his fair share of a bumps along the way. Whatever they are, Peko and Smile will face him together. Ping Pong the Animation is widely regarded as one of the best sports anime ever made. 
Um, and it is one that I have seen. I can assure you, it might be the best sports anime ever made. Unironically, this thing is amazing. And Shane, you are not ready. I know I am uh, not ready, and I'm not even going to attempt to be ready. Am and I ready be, though? It can be. Oh, you are not ready either. Uh, you. It is available to be watched on Funimation in both sub and dub. Uh, so uh, you can go watch it there. And with that, I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. Legion Rex. You can find me on Twitter at Legion Rex, as well as on YouTube at Legion Rex, where I post, where I do, I'm currently still doing my Let's Plays of Mass Effect and Scarlet Nexus. Uh, uh, so go check those out. Uh, with me, I also have my co-host, Shane, a.k.a. The Bearded One. You can find him on Twitter uh, at Bearded One, at Bearded Gaming Network. You can also find him on uh, Twitch, uh, the same name, where every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, he streams um, from 7 to 10, usually. And he should be back today, with, uh, as you're listening to this, with some Yakuza Kiwami 2. Yeah, um, come. Today, the day this goes up, I'm going to be streaming Yakuza Kiwami 2. I'm going to be streaming Crease Tales this week. It's going to be oh, yeah, dope as shit. Oh, yeah, Crease Tales comes out. Comes out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited Hype for that one. because I'm, fuck. I'm, again, I'm definitely getting that. Um... At, uh, and with me, I also have my co-host Spencer. You can find him on Twitter, uh, where he uh, where he at uh, Barry Burton with two E's, two E's, two E's. Where he likes a lot of cosplay pictures. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and, uh, and uh, I hope you all enjoyed um, uh, enjoyed this. Uh, and make sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever uh, platform of your choice and yeah, we'll see you all, all, all next plat- time all our platforms are in the description so if you yeah, like audio only podcast go check those out yeah uh and and uh and we'll see you all next time for some ping pong the animation i'm gonna cry aren't i yo you will cry yes you will cry yeah yeah I feel it's also great. all rotoscoped so the animation really yeah so it's gonna be uh interesting Wait, to look it's at all rotoscoped it's yeah, rotoscoped dude. in Matt in yuasa style oh my god I'm not it's ready. gonna be. It's yeah. going to be a treat. In more right. ways than we'll one. In more ways than one. We'll see you next time. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. And if you want an audio-only version of this episode, you can check out our SoundCloud page. The link will be in the description. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Go